and welcome to a very special episode of the Well-Read Dames podcast. I'm Ashley. I'm Susie. I'm Alicia. And today we are here to talk to you about the Ted Lasso season three <laughs> finale slash maybe series finale. We still don't know. Yeah. And I moved my chair. Sorry if that was loud. <laughs> I also didn't realize the episode was titled So Long Farewell. It yeah. was. I mean, it kind of. Yeah. Thick. I, I'm fairly certain it is the end, but they're going to move forward in other directions. That's what I think. Um, I do know I read a thing from Jason Sudeikis, who also had said that there might be, like, future podcasts talking about the show and things yeah, like that. But that's that. not what I want. That's <laughs> but not like the show, Jason. But we yeah. want more later shows or spinoffs of, like, maybe you, like, come back and have, like, an episode or two. We've got like, lots of this. thoughts about spinoffs. We yeah. Which we can, I don't know if we want to do that at the end, but yeah. I've got lots of thoughts. It would make more sense at the end, yeah. but, and, you know, since we kicked it off, Jason, we love you, mm-hmm. and if you are, need to be done and move past, and oh, things, that's fine, like, yeah. we love you, and it's fine, do what you need, you know, and we will listen to your podcast, yes, yes, <laughs> about Ted Lasso and Reminisce, and please have Phil Dunster on as a guest, yes, and Brett Goldstein, and Ever, Juno Temple, and Hannah Wine, we'll just watch the whole damn thing, yes, yes. Uh, or listen if it's just an audio podcast like this one so we love it so much and we're here to talk about it today so this is a very special episode because it has nothing to do with books you guys it's nothing <laughs> about books and and we are sorry we're sorry but um miss Avalon is it's my fault it's taking quite <laughs> a long fucking time to get through and that's on me and i apologize but it's a great book though just the long book it is so. good so far but i'm not done with it so <laughs> I don't think any of us are done with it yet. I have no. three hours left. All right, Susie's the closest to done with it. I also that. had three hours left for a month, and I just haven't come back to it. Yes, I'm so. on the second part of the book. There you go. But I don't know how many it's progress. parts there are. There four? There's lots of parts of this book. It's like I'm a quarter of the way through. So we've got like a long way to go still. So we decided we would bring you guys some content and talk about one of our favorite things in the world, which is the show Ted Lasso. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember after the first season of the show, it was still kind of, I want to say unknown before it like won every Emmy, um, or at least a lot of Emmys. And I felt like a prophet. Like I, everyone I talked to, I was like, let me tell you the good word of Ted Lasso. Like, <laughs> let me tell you about the show that will change your life and it will make you cry in a happy way. You did that for me with Shit's Creek too. Yes, yes, yes. Shit's Creek is amazing as well, but this even stronger. Mm-hmm. Like this episode made me like happy, tear up like every time I watch this show. It feels like therapy. Yeah. It mm-hmm. does. It's so therapeutic. It's so cathartic, but not in a way like there's lots of shows that'll make you cry. Like see, this is us, but it doesn't always be- make you like feel good, you know. But this show always, even when things are bad, you're like it's gonna be okay. So uh, we love it, and mm, it's so good. Can't stop talking about it. So here we're gonna talk about it some more. Um, we've all watched the third episode or third season finale, which hopefully everyone pretty much has watches the show now as it's been, you know, almost a month mm-hmm. since it's come out. Yeah. Um, and we're still processing, quite honestly. But <laughs> if you haven't watched it or watched any of it, oh, go, yeah. stop now, turn back, yeah. oh, do not press go, you will regret it, and that's on you. Alicia, issuing the spoiler warning, thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> um, and also, you know, hopefully what we've said so far, if you've not watched a lasso, has inspired you to do yeah, so. Sure. It is worth that Apple subscription. And even if it's just for a month or two, just like, just to get through to lasso, like it's worth it. Like, 
I'm not telling you to pay Apple money every month, but I'm saying Ted Lasso is worth paying some money for. So yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> please do it. Um, and I remember when we started the show, I had no idea what really what it was about. And I knew it was about soccer, and I don't care about soccer. Yeah, it was like we're in quarantine. It was a hard time. And we were out of shows. It was one of those moments where you're just out of shows. Like we've watched all of Netflix. We have nothing. It was just my husband and I, and it was like a tense night. And cause we were just so fed up with being in our house and not having anything to do. Mm-hmm. And I remember he like, he took a break and I was just scrolling through TV and I saw that the season premiere of Ted Lasso had happened. It was the premiere date of season one. And they dropped, I think three episodes for the premiere. And I was like, listen, okay. Like everything was weird. Like basketball was canceled at that time. And like all the sports were done. I was like, hopefully it's funny. It's supposed to be a comedy and it's about sports. And, and we like Jason Sudeikis. Oh, we love Jason Sudeikis. Yeah. Right. I was like, we love Jason Sudeikis. My husband loves sports, even though we don't really watch soccer, AKA football very much. But mm-hmm. like, you know, everyone knows the rules pretty much. Everyone understands the game, you know, and we're like, we're going to I was like, we're going to watch it. And hopefully it'll be at least something. It'll either be sports or it'll be funny. And hopefully it'll be some of both. And like, we flew through those, through those three episodes. And it was like, it renewed our spirits. Like yeah. we were like, this is amazing. Like, yeah. When do we get a new episode on Friday? Like, what is it happening again? Like, it was yeah. a, like, thank you, Jason Zedekas. Cause that was like a bad night. <laughs> <laughs> and you really pulled it out for us. Like it became a good night. So since then, now here we are three seasons later. Mm-hmm. And as fans watching the show, and I, I like, I'm hesitant to say there's a perfect ending for shows, but I will mm-hmm. say that generally season or season finales, sometimes mm-hmm. they generally just live on a, like a dickhead cliffhanger mm-hmm. and series finales, I find extremely unsatisfying and disappointing most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always kind of nervous to get to the last episode because it's just never going to go the way you want it. Yeah. And that makes me upset. Because I want the happy ending. Like, I'm a happy ending person. We still haven't watched the last season of True Blood because I don't oh, want to see the season finale. I literally <laughs> thought of that as I was listening to this. The season finale of True Blood is so just upsetting and I bullshit. Have, you told me. I've actually we own it. walked it out. Like, I mean, I remember it, but, like, it's been so long that I couldn't tell you. Him, him I'm still traumatized about mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Hi, Probably I met your mother. mother. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Um, even going all the way back to the olden days, Lost had a shitty finale. So here's what I've decided, and this is why I'm okay that it's three seasons. Um, and I'm going to reference another favorite show of ours, The Good Place. Mm -hmm. Um, this show, I think, and The Good Place knew going in, Mm -hmm. we're going to be, I think they did five seasons maybe, Mm -hmm. but they knew going in, we're going to be shorter because this is where we're going. We have an end. This is it. Lost was like, we've got a great story. And then they just went. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then we don't know how to end our story. And that's why I'm like, please come in, give me one to three solid seasons, mm-hmm. know where you're going. Mm-hmm. That's all I want out of you. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that's what they I think that's what they did here. I don't know. I think they weren't afraid to give it was bittersweet, but all in all it was a happy ending. Yeah. They weren't afraid to give that to the audience. And it's like it could have ended on a really sad note. It could have ended in like an upsetting note. It didn't. Like they could have done so many terrible things to the audience, they didn't. Yeah. And I don't know why. Like the I don't know people that write finales have decided to be just like sadists and like torture their audience. But like I don't want to say it, but Game of Thrones, you know, like mm-hmm. <laughs> well, at least in Game of Thrones, not that this matters really, but like 
in theory, you have two more books to look forward to. So if you weren't happy, who knows how those books turn out? But that still might knock you off. But that will be currently holding you hostage. I've been held hostage since Dance of the Dragon was up the fifth book. And so, yes, that's what I hang my hat on when I think of Game of Thrones is that George R. R. Martin has the opportunity to change it if that was his finale plan to know how upset everyone was with the end of that finale. And we're not going to go into that right now. So it's not what this <laughs> podcast show is about. We get heated. This is about Ted Lasso. Yes. But like with all of the, even the Sopranos ending, like everyone was like, oh, the ending of the Sopranos. And okay, so I, my husband was like, it was bad, right? People didn't like it or they I did. I don't know how they were like it. It ends mid-sentence. It ends like they're at like, well, I don't want to spoil it, but it ends mid-sentence. It's not, that's not Mindy. You didn't write Mindy. Magicians <laughs> kind of had an okay ending, yeah. but it was like, there was more. Yeah. But well, also, they were canceled late. I think. Even yeah. like the chilling adventures of Sabrina, like it technically kind of had an ending. That, that was, was a bullshit. Ending. But it was bullshit. And they also didn't know they were getting canceled. So it got right. canceled before it even premiered. Uh-huh. And I'm like, that's what makes me yeah, mad. I'm like, if you're going to cancel a show, let the writers know so they can choose. Like, oh, this is our final season. Yeah. All right, well, we're going to figure out how to wrap it up the way we want to. Yeah. But it's like, they didn't even have that opportunity. It's like, surprise, now that you filmed it all and it's done your cancer yeah <laughs> like it was an ending but damn it but luckily that didn't happen with this. No. <laughs> luckily, it didn't like, well thought out. Yeah. so obviously we have lots of examples of feelings mm-hmm. and emotions and i didn't yes, even did. like the finale good place like oh, we, see, i did i, I right. know i know a lot of people did i know overall it was beloved but i was pissed off but <laughs> you know that's just you're never gonna make anyone happy everyone happy i guess but you can try to make someone happy so you liked how i met your mother right the show, yes. The ending. Uh, oh, okay. No. Sorry, I thought you did. My husband loves the ending. I hate the ending. The so ending, it's a very... It was the same thing. The, endings can be contentious. They were like, we wrote a great love story and... And then we pulled the rug out. And then, yeah. And then we basically were like, meh. Uh, <laughs> we don't know how to... We can't write a better love story than that. That's what this was. Like, we can't write a better love story than the one we've written. <laughs> but now we got to do something. Because the whole premise of this show... It's how I met your mother, and we established in season one that the great love was not the mother. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's bullshit. Okay, I'm glad actually because I thought you and I were opposite. Anyway, yeah, no, can be contentious. This one is not. I kind of, I do. I don't know if we want to get into this, but I okay. do hope this is the end. Okay. Because, and we'll talk about this later. Because I want this to be the end of this iteration. Ted runs off into the sunset. He's got his son, mm-hmm. and then we. Get a new story. Yeah. So obviously not the end of the universe. Um, and then Ted comes back for like yeah. stuff. Because I do think it ended so well. It did yeah. end very well. And season three was very different for Ted's character. Yes. Uh, from the beginning, he's struggling with why am I still here? Mm-hmm. Even though season two ended where he was like, we're going to win the whole fucking thing. I'd never cousins. You know, yeah. it was like a big moment. And then at the beginning of season three, he's like, why am I here? I was like, to win the whole thing. Even, even Henry, his son says that. Too. Yeah. Like, yeah. God, you're there to win the whole thing. You know, Henry does not pass. He was a child. Yeah. But, <laughs> um, yes. And so, but, you know, Ted is in England. He's missing home. That's the whole thing of season three is how is he going to get home? And at the end, and I was hoping he would stay. Like, oh, the um, amount of times Rebecca begged him to stay broke my heart. I love Rebecca Walton so much. I know. I was like, I was talking about it. I was like, if I was a character or a, a, if you are a character, to laugh at who you think you'd be, and you really have an answer. 
I was like, all right, I was the character in Ted Lasso. Who do you think that would be? And he was like, no one. I was like, I would be Keely Jung. And he was like, well, I was like, nothing because I'm not, because I'm at all like Keely Jung. You're not. I was like, but because we both want to be Rebecca Walton when we grow up. Like, she is our goal. Yeah. She is the blueprint. We are not there, but like, that's that's where we want to be, you know? Because mm-hmm. yeah. Rebecca is, I love her. She's the best. She's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And so, be that way. Also, how is she so beautiful? I don't she know. Literally gorgeous. And oh, can we talk about how she can sing? Yeah. yeah. Like, I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, I wish I was this beautiful now. But like, I would love to be like, when I'm like, I don't even know how old she is. I but think she's however, 50. Yeah. When I'm 50, I would love to be like, anywhere near that oh level. God, of just, like, it's like a regal beauty. Yes. Like, so even when she has her hair. Her hair is perfect. I can't she's perfect. Yeah. And did you guys know she was in Game of Thrones? Yes. Oh, okay, good. She was the her pins or whatever. We're doing it. Yeah, we're doing the hand Yeah. She was all covered up. Yes. We had no idea they were covering up her beauty. They had to. And trying to make her look like the evil, like, scepter, whatever her name was. Yeah, whatever. Oh, my gosh. What? Like, I'm happy she got that role because I feel like. Now she can say I was in Game of Thrones. Yeah. She can say I was in Game of Thrones and hopefully those checks were pretty great. Oh, my gosh. But even more than that, you know, it like helped her journey to get to Ted Lasso yeah. in some small way. That's the way the universe works. Everything's a dominant. So another funny thing, which I think I sent it to you on the Super Reddit, that cracked me up is that, you know, the biscuit and how like she's always like, oh my God. <laughs> I found out like she did an article of interview where she admits that whoever made those biscuits were awful. So that was like her acting was flawless. And then like by season two, they were better, but they still weren't good. And it's just so like, funny. here she is making me think you like three made of amazing shortbread biscuits, and they're like crap. And she's like, she's selling it. Okay. She is selling it. But then there was like a recipe you that was shared. That. You just go in there. Yeah. But I you think don't make Hannah Waddington do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I just looked it up. She was born 10 she's years. She's only 48. Yeah. She was born 10 years before. I love that you and I are both like, yeah. okay. Like, <laughs> That's my girl. Like yeah. we love her. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine like, if I only knew her. It was like, oh yeah, Hannah Waddingham. I'd be like, oh yeah, she was in Game of Thrones. Like I don't know why I would do that. And then she like <laughs> walked in. I would like fall over. I'd be like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know you were like the most stunning human alive. I can't handle her. Literally beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And gold acting is amazing. Rebecca, I mean, cry. I love her. Just her eyes. Oh, her daughter. And yeah, I. <laughs> I, over here. I also <laughs> I also love Keely. Oh my oh gosh. My but part of the reason me. I love her is her obsession with her best friend, oh yeah. Rebecca. It's so sweet. And vice versa. Or just like supporting each other so much. It's like yes. the friendship that we all need. Because like they both have issues or make little mini mistakes or something. And it's like instead of like having judgment, they're just like full support. Like, and they're so different better? from each other. Right. And they I love that about each other. So cute. I love it. And I even love that um Keely and Sassy get along. Because yes. I yes. remember being so nervous that episode where Sassy comes into the mix. Yeah. Because Sassy is like Rebecca's like BFF for life. She's like and she actually, is sassy. Yeah. yeah. And she's so sassy. And then like there's just like a new person. And that's always like throwing a wrench in like mm-hmm. the friendship mix. Yeah. And instead she's just like, oh hi Keely. Oh, you're adorable. Okay, good. Like yeah. and that's they just adopt each other. Like she's just not threatened. Like she's so yeah. confident in their yeah. friendship that she's like, great. 
I'm glad that you're here for my best friend all of the fucking time because I don't yeah. live right here. Mm -hmm. And then I come in and it's cool. Look, we all go out and party. Come they're, on. That's also, beautiful. they're also confident. Yes. And not so they don't have vulnerabilities. Like oh, Re Rebecca's extremely vulnerable. Yeah. And I love when you leave the community of season three where we open in her new business that she's opened. And she's like, I have to schedule time on my calendar to cry, and I've double booked you. And then she just starts crying. Like, it's not that we don't seem to be vulnerable, yeah. but like, they're like so confident in a way that I don't know real people that are confident. Yes. Like, yeah. Agreed. Um, and we should try to be that confident. Do you think it's because they're British? Like, maybe. Like, I don't know the answer to that. I like, I know that we were raised to think we're trash, but like, maybe mm -hmm. they were raised to think they were cool. I don't know. Like, Maybe they have the opposite effect of like the media on them, like, or maybe they don't really exist. But this impossible, and that's how we should all. Exist. That's true. Maybe that's the lesson. Maybe that's true. We I could, mean, like, it work is... on being more confident in ourselves. I didn't and ourselves despite our flaws. I didn't think about the fact that it's this is technically like a different universe from us because they didn't have COVID and like everyone still went to all of the games and everything. Yeah. So maybe in this that. universe, they the yeah. little girls there didn't have the drama. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they okay. just got lucky. Yeah. Yeah. I think Roy Kent has a reward. Oh, <laughs> and Jamie yeah. Tart. Okay, can we talk? I know it's like so stupid that I want to bring up boys right now, but I do always. Can we the talk about like, okay, so at, when first season one, Keely is dating Jamie's Jamie dope. and Jamie is like, gosh, like yeah. I love him still, but he's like an unforgivable ass. Right? In the beginning. Yes. At the beginning. And then he has like the hardest part of season one, well, one of the hardest parts. It's when Jamie finally has his breakthrough moment mm -hmm. and Rebecca trades him that same night because Rebecca has her oh, own. And his dad her. comes into the locker room. That's, That's not okay. Yeah. Um, and um, so in season one, he gets traded to Manchester. And when they do have that game, I think that is still season one, where he passes and his dad berates him. That's when Ted, we first see Jamie's dad berating him. And we'd only heard Jamie's kind of tell very briefly when he had that breakthrough moment about how his dad was kind of abusive and he only came around once he got good at being a footballer mm -hmm. and so that's like ted sees that relationship and is like oh shit you know and yeah and then season two jamie luckily gets makes his way back to richmond which he really has to try to come back to richmond yeah. because he was terrible to the rest of the mm -hmm. team especially sam who was kind of his bully well like who he bullied mm -hmm. you know I love Sam. I so love much. Sam. I love Sam so much. I'm so protective of him. I know. <laughs> like that meme of like Kevin Hart and like the arms of like the other person. It's like that's all of us with Sam. Like yeah, we're like, come here. Yeah. We got you. Um, and so Jamie has to like work his way back. He and Keely are broken up. She gets with Roy, which that seems like super in-game. They're so solid. Definitely thought they were going to end up together. Yeah, love them mm -hmm. so much. Um, love Roy Kent so much. Love his growth, too. Yeah. And all during this, like, Roy's going through growth, but his relationship is Just healing. fucking everyone in this show has amazing growth. So much growth. So good. It. And it's mm -hmm. amazing. And, like, Jamie's going through it as well. Like, he's learning to be, like... Because it's the most. A better person. He has, like, I think the most growth of yeah. the whole show. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he's, like, going through it, and he's, like, learning, and, you know, makes, like, good on his like relationship with Sam. So they have like a playful kind of trusting relationship, you know? And then in season three, Roy and Keely break up. What the fuck I is know. that? And I wrote, I wrote this heart. so much when, when Isaac tells Jamie they're broken up because of body science. <laughs> and then Jamie goes and, and like confronts Roy and it's like, you and Keely broke up 
and he's like so mad and he's like i use body science i use body <laughs> i just love it so much like their friendship oh because in season two is when when once jamie's back on the team and they play manchester again that's the night that coach beard gets beat up by like his dad and those guys mm-hmm. um but that's the episode where his dad like comes into the locker room and like it's bullying him and yelling him piece of shit and he's the worst and jamie punches his dad which he needs therapy and then luckily beard and the sexiest thing beard has ever done is he (laughs) grabs jamie's dad drags him out and throws him yeah and and then roy hugs jamie and i like i was like crying i was like i just i do i love their relationship another season like where it went from there because yeah when he went up to him i was like Oh, got it. Are they going to fight over Killy now? And they, I mean, they kind of did later, but it turned out hilarious and amazing. And I love it how it turned so out. Much. But it almost seems like in that moment when he went up to him, he was more worried about Roy yeah. and then other than his own emotions. And like season one, Jamie. Exactly. Well, and, like, and Roy's like, what? Should we go after her? And Jamie's like, I'm just trying to see if you're yeah. okay, man. Like, yeah. what in the hell? Like, well, I'm like, one thing I love too, and I see this too, too, actually. I think you saw it. But like, this show was just so well curated and like mm-hmm. Ted Lasso's character who was just so like good about reading people and like seeing what they needed and and the, like I think one of the first episodes where he ends up giving everybody on the team their own book oh kind of tailored God. to them yeah and the one that he gave Jamie was by F. Scott to Joe and the beautiful and the damned yeah and so I showed it back in like the last week one of the totally forgot about well, that well yeah I like noticed that he pulled the book out I just didn't look to see what it was and I was like Damn it. Like, you just, the progression is just crazy. I can't, like, I wish I knew the guy's, like, account that does all the, like, callbacks Mm -hmm. about Ted Lasso. Yeah. Because I've watched so many of them, and they just keep coming in, like, my feed, and I watch them. But it's, like, yeah, it's, like, season one, Jamie gets the book, and he's, like, what is this book? And he throws it away. (laughs) And then, um, you see him throw it in the trash. And then in season three, he pulls the book out of his locker, and he has the part of the Believe, like, sign in it. Yeah. And it's like, so at some point he fished that book out. Totally missed yeah. that until this moment. Yeah, yeah, and that was from the, on Instagram, the Ted Lasso effect. Oh, is it the Ted Lasso effect? Yeah. I do follow that. them. You do? Yeah. yeah. So it's probably where you skin on the beat. Yeah. But yeah, so like, I was just like, nicely caught. Because I noticed the book, but I didn't catch what it was. I was just so involved with the moment, and I'm yeah. like, I love that he pulled that I bet out. there's a lot of stuff that we missed. Well, you said you're, yeah. you see stuff like it. But I yes. bet there's a lot of stuff I miss. Oh, I like, so that's I like, and it's so fascinating. I just like want to watch like the whole yeah. thing. Like I just need to know all of these right? I can understand it. Like the there's people at the end at Beard's wedding that we had no clue who they were, yeah. and then we looked it up and we figured it out. But oh, see, I didn't even know that. They were the from the episode where Beard like went on the bender. Oh and, yeah, and like something about pants, something about yeah. pants or whatever. Yeah. Somehow they're at Beard's wedding. <laughs> nice. Oh yeah. The guy that chased them, yeah, the other stuff. I love that guy. So, so yeah, so it's like, it, there's so many things. So then we get to season three, Roy and Kaylee break up. What? And like, mm-hmm. I don't know what I love more. Like Jamie's. Well, I love Jamie's growth more, but Jamie's relationship with Roy is such a huge part of his growth. Yes. And it is like, is that my favorite relationship on the show? I don't mm-hmm. know. It's so hard to choose. It's like that or Kaylee and Rebecca. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um. And so that's a real toss up for me. But it's like the same relationship when you think about it, you know, like yeah. friend, mentor, mentee, like the whole kind of thing. Um, and they both I think I think the difference is that Roy has more growth to do than Rebecca does. Yeah. Um, and Jamie helps him with that. Like even like the Amsterdam episode was so good where he teaches him to ride a bike. 
Yeah. Oh my god. Like even Royce like holding the bike, like, why are you holding it like that? Like, what about me? Yeah. And Royce like, I'm so angry. <laughs> and I think that one's like just especially because in the beginning they were so much like on the pennies. Yeah. Because they it was hated like each for other. Roy, it was like he's like his younger version of himself. And for you know, Jamie, that's his idol, but then also I was gonna say I completely forgot that he like grew up obsessed. Yeah. yeah. So it's one of those things that's like he's the competition. Yeah. So they just like were at each other's throat and then it's like finally they like worked with each other and like both of them helped each other grow. So they both yeah. had a lot of growth to do and like Roy at least at the end of the series or season episode looked like he was going to therapy, which is wonderful because like he mm-hmm. obviously still needed it. Yeah. And so like that was beautiful. But I just like how they just helped each other to be otherwise. <laughs> and like the pinnacle scene and I know like, you didn't like the scene. You told me that you didn't like it. Oh. I don't know if you're going to change me. No, it's not that. I just. Well, can I talk about this one first? Absolutely. Your reaction. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So, the scene I'm talking about is, and I love it, it's like the very end of the episode of season three <laughs> where Roy, like, Roy and Keely, like, are they back together? Are they not back together? Like, it's uncertain. It is implied they sleep together, right? They definitely sleep together. It's yeah. implied that happens. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, Jamie, you know, but they're not back. They're not officially back together. No. And Roy, they're they're at a bar, and Roy basically tells Jamie, like, you better, you know, step off because me and Keely are back together. And Jamie's like, oh, yeah, you, you are back together officially? And Roy's like, uh, no, but we're going to be. <laughs> and Jamie's like, so you're not back together? And he's like, like, not yet. And then Jamie's like, then no, then I'm not going to back off. Like, why would I? Like, I also am in love with Keely. Like, yeah. <laughs> why would I back off? And then they fight, which seems so stupid. Yes. But then they show up at Keely's house. And See, like, I love all of those. I love yes. it so much. Like, because you can't so go from a trash bag to yes. perfect no, no. without, it's not a linear, I'm sorry, I'm showing a line with my finger. <laughs> you gotta, it's a zigzag. You yeah. go back and forth. Yeah. So it makes perfect sense to me that they yeah. would have a fight, About but also Keely. that they would get over it real quick. Yeah. And then they like, they're over it and they just go to Keely and they're like, pick which one of us you want. And I'm just and like, no. She's like, She's like, oh, I get to choose. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Get the fuck out. You're both stupid. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, literally while we are watching it, and they're sitting there at the table, and my husband's favorite part is they lean in. She's like, oh, I get to choose. And I'm like, yeah, they lean forward. And I was just like, they're such fucking idiots. Yeah. And then it opens, and they walk out, and Roy's like, they're such fucking idiots. I was going to say, like, they don't even show her answer, do they? They just show them walking too. out. <laughs> Showing the door. It's so perfect. Don't they just go get food or something? I think they just, just like, hey, let's go. So it's like, it's not that I didn't like it. It was just like, like, it totally made sense that they would do it. But I was also just kind of like, I was hoping that Roy and Keeler were going to like rekindle. But I also was totally <laughs> shipping Jamie and Roy's sister. And so that's why I was just like, oh. Oh, that was cute. And so that's why I was just like, oh. like May, oh. you know. So I was like, hoping that like, something somehow like some little segue and so that's why yeah. I saw that like, I what also, I wanted to happen. Part of me thinks they did that as a uh, a setup for Keely too to be yeah. like so here's the thing with Keely. Yeah. We love her, right? Yeah. But most of the show is about her relationships. Yeah. It's not this season has been more about her because yeah. she's been alone. Mm-hmm. And at first when she broke up with Roy, I was sad. But then it's like but she's been so defined by who she's with. Yeah. And then even when she was with um, Jack, oh. 
I have feelings. Do we want to talk about this? Yeah, let's yeah. Into it. What's your thought? First um, what was my thought? Oh, I think they just kind of um, set that up so Keely could show that she does. She gets the choice, and she's like, guys, I'm just going to choose me. Which, yeah, I'm glad that that's... Yeah. I would have been extra pissed had she been like... If she actually had shows, I'd be like, what the fuck? This yeah. is offensive. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm she might she still end up with one of them eventually. Yes. And we can speculate that in our brains. And that's for fine. Sure. But for now, she's like... <laughs> Or both. Yeah, let's get That's into true. Struggle time, struggle time. Let's get into um, the Jack. Oh, but speaking of who's not invited to the struggle, mm, Jack, Jack, Jack. Jack. In the beginning, invited. she was great. Okay, no, I was never there. Oh, see, I, I, I <laughs> was because I, I don't know. I just, I wanted a nice representation of a sweet lesbian couple. I love that. Because yeah. we... I, we don't get that as much as we do as sweet gay couples. I well, they're gay too. Gay yeah. men couples, yeah. which we need more of that too. But yeah, I she did make me. She made me so mad. She reminded me. I mean, I, the immediate reservations that Rebecca's character has, which is that you're getting love bombed. Yeah, like this is a relationship that that you're not equal partners in. Yep. You're not in control in the same way. Yeah. I got the ick that she was like her investor. I it so that did ick me out right away because yes. it's like, is this even should you be doing this? It should you be doing it? And, yeah. and even, yes. blah, 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 blah. even Keely, I'm a fuck you know, even yeah. Keely <laughs> says that. She's like, are we even allowed to do this? Yeah. Like what? Yeah. Like you are like my investor and like money. my boss, yeah. you know? And she was, and Jack was like, he can do whatever you want. And I was like, no, Jack, you can do whatever you want. And yeah. that's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was exactly my concern too. Like one, I was like, Keely needs a distraction, but I was also like, I don't like that this is the role and like the situation. And then when they did, I was like, well, maybe we'll just be like a fling, like we hooked up, Jack fucks off and goes wherever. And then that's all it was. It was just something fun. Yeah. And then it became to like a relationship, and then the love body, and then I was like so uncomfortable. I was like, and I can see, thankfully, Rebecca was also like, mm, Yeah, you know? I've been there. Yeah, and <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, when the video leaked, uh huh. I don't love okay, oh. this is one of the things I don't like about the show, and I'll tell you when, but go ahead. Okay, so when that video leaked, <laughs> which like I felt for Keely so bad, and I respect how she handled it, but I remember telling you, so it was like. One of those, like, we didn't know the answers to the next episode. I uh -huh. told you, I was like, I think that Jack's going to pull funding. And that's when you were like, no, I mean, it's just really high up there. And I was like, I just have this feeling because it's bad for the company. And sure enough, what happened? And I was like, fucking Jack. Not like, oof, it made me so mad. So, so I'm not mad about that. I mean, I am mad that she hurt Keely. Yes. But I'm I get sure where that went. I am mad that the show didn't let us see Keely's real response. Like, I think she should have taken this as her fuck you moment. Because this happened in real life, right? I don't know. Didn't this happen a couple years ago with, like, with um, blonde singer girl from when we were little? Oh, this happened in real life, and, like, she went on and had this big response about how it doesn't fucking matter, it's my body. And, like, uh, I just wish Keely uh, could have had that moment yeah. where she addressed the world and was, like, the role model to other people yeah. and I thought that's where they were going to go. And I wish that that's the one thing I feel yeah. cheated on. Yeah. I, I really wanted does. to see Keely turn it, turn the narrative. Like, she never really been responded, amazing. but yeah, if she had just kind of, so it was nothing but whole Jack's responses, which were so oh, like, awful. <gasps> yes. And then like, I'm so sorry. It was like, 
being pulled by the whore. And it's like, no, it was the personal it thing. It was for someone she loved. That's, and unfortunately, some asshole hacked into their stuff and took it. And that's yeah. not fair either. Mm-hmm. So, like, to shame her for this is just so mm-hmm. uncool. And I just, yeah, it would have been great if she had spun it to be like, you know, I'm sorry that this was leaked for myself, but also I'm not sorry for what I did. It's just yeah. one that I, yeah. the moment I care for. It was like, a true expression of love. Exactly. Yeah. It's not going to apologize for it, yeah. but what we should do is be better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when, you know, oh, the, I mean, I was upset the entire time. Like, yeah. not just that, that Keely's video was leaked, but then that Jack's response was so unsupportive. At first, mm-hmm. I thought she was going to be, because in the moment, it's, I, you guys were never on Team Jack. I, I think not. I just I wanted, was... I wanted it to be positive. Yeah. So I had to. Mm-hmm. No, and that's fair. And that's fair. And you know, if anything, good for you to be an optimist. You know? <laughs> yeah, no. I'm like, my son's laugh. Mm-hmm. And they're like, she's not gonna do what's right. I know what she's gonna do. She's gonna do bad things. Yeah. Um, and then she did. For the realist one, just like, I would like it to be good, but I also yeah. know how these things go. And I'm like, I'm but just seeing it going bad. <laughs> when she asked, like, how many corners have you sent out into the world? I was like, don't harass me. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Fuck you. I know. And then she was like, Corners, what is wrong? Like, what are you talking about? You know? And uh, I'd already, I never joined Team Jack, but <laughs> I'd, I had double departed at that point. I was like, goodbye again. Like, yeah. I see you and we're done again. So, yeah, yeah it was just so unsupportive and uncalled for and judgmental. And then she ghosted her. And she didn't even was, have. Do you think it was important to have that response come yeah. from a female character to another? Female yeah, female? yeah, you know? I because that. I feel like that's more typically a response we see with like a jealous, overprotective, controlling male character, mm-hmm. where it's like you can't have sexual relationships, especially since we read so much YA. Like you can't have sexual relationships with any other man but me. You must be a pure vessel. And I don't think that was Jack's reaction either, exactly. But it was more like. You know, you've done a bad, you've yeah. done a, like a, you've done a bad girl thing that you shouldn't have done, and now I'm gonna judge you for it and punish you for it. Yeah. And I'm gonna do that with a variety of money and humiliation. So shitty that she. I mean, everything was shitty, but that's yeah, why no. I don't read billionaire romances very much. <laughs> oh, I know. It did like make me. I read the smutty ones, and they always end much better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the fact that she like goes to her, and then what makes me even more. I think it was the whole thing with more cruel was that she pulled funding. Everyone on her team knew it. And then they were informed like the that Jack was knew. going to uh, reach out. And then, like, when they found out that Jack didn't, they were all like, mm-hmm. and yeah. like, that was like the next level. I think they all probably were like, that's fucked up. Like, What's that girl's name? The office girl? Oh, I love her. I love her so much. She's marrying Ghost. Yes, she is. You watch Ghost? She watched British Ghost. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Mary, my favorite ghost. Oh my god! You know, oh my god! You just blew my mind. Holy fuck! Okay, all right. <laughs> I have to text my husband that. Well, I'll tell him again. Oh, my that's god. so funny. Yeah. Her name I, is Barbara. 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 That's right. You struggled her Barbie, and she's like, she no. was so socially awkward. I thought she was gonna be a bitch. Yeah, but it was just like she was socially awkward and didn't know how to handle things. And then, like, when she gave her this notebook as a goodbye gift, she was like, <laughs> I have to pay you. Yes. It was so funny. And then when she was like, I'd like to stay, now you owe me this money. <laughs> it's just, like, even better. So but funny. I did like that she chose to stay. But I feel like she was the one that was even more, like, she idolized Jack, which I think a lot of them did because mm-hmm. Jack came off 
charismatic yeah. and like big um, girl boss power yeah. girl boss like even if you were straight you would probably still be like have a little crush on her she's just so badass yeah and then to see that she had that you know treated keely that way and barbara and like just, you could see on barbara's face she didn't say anything but she's like yeah. you could tell barbara knows this is yeah, yeah, exactly. That was that. Like, as she handed her the response that she was supposed to date, she's like shrinking away from it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, uh, don't I say don't, this, but here. I don't want to say it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love, uh, personally, so I'm really addicted to this whole incident, but um, Barbara's love of violence and male sports. Like, the fact that she <laughs> only was there because she turned on when the footballers started to fight. Yeah. And then she was like, I prefer hockey because yep. blood. Yeah. And then she was like, are they going to be brawling and fighting again? And she was like, probably not. And then she's like, then I'm good. I was like, yes, Barbara. Yes. <laughs> I feel you. And they're rocky rugby. Either way, though. Or rugby, yeah. She's, she's like, so, it's probably rugby. But she's not. so funny because she's yeah. American theater. I'm assuming. And then, yeah. It's the same oh, idea. Whoa, whoa. Are they just going to be like <laughs> sexing and hitting each other? Because then I am. And there. wrestling and a little bit of blood and quarantine. That yep. was her thing. I'm next. Like, <laughs> So I love Barbara's. Just even that. all the side characters on this were really awesome. They were. Yeah. The one I, I don't know if we'd want to talk about Nate yet, but well, I have some some issues with. Yeah, we'll talk about him. Let's talk about him. So so my issues are with his redemption arc. I knew uh-huh. he was gonna get one. Yeah. I wanted him to get one. Yeah. <laughs> I was a little unfulfilled. It seemed to to jump. Like, I don't know. I, I get that they were showing, um, like, he was seeing Rupert's womanizing. Yeah. But it seemed like that was the only thing that made him change his mind. Here's my yes. issue with that. Yes. Okay, so Nate had been the hit man already yeah. for mm-hmm. AFC Richmond before Ted showed up. Yeah. When the fall of Rupert happened and then Rebecca mm-hmm. got the team in the divorce. To mm-hmm. our assumption, he already was the hit man. Mm-hmm. Which means, how did he not see what Rebecca went through? He saw Rebecca struggle, especially once Ted got there and he was kind of brought into the I mean, the she hides it so well, though. She does, but, like, at the same time, like, it was not a secret. It was he had to see it. It was in every newspaper in the world mm-hmm. that he cheated on her. And then his new girlfriend was young Rebecca, and that's what they started calling her in the papers. So it's like... Yeah, so I do hate that... I, I hate that that's what they made it look like started his redemption right because not only that but he also like leslie knew about the affairs oh yeah but like no one paid any attention to nate like he was a little ghost going through there especially rupert mm-hmm. so it's like i wouldn't have been surprised if he didn't see it going on so it's the fact that he like just acted like put him on a pedestal pissed me off i was like you know he is not a good dude i mean and you just like that you're being recognized he put him on a pedestal because he love boxed him yeah <laughs> like we were just talking about oh, I think what made me mad about although thing. I would say thank you Rupert for buying him a decent car because that was upsetting to all of us yes. and that was the right it didn't need to be that fancy of a car it could have been like a Toyota Corolla like that would have been cool but yeah when he bought Nate a car I was just like thank goodness someone needed to do this. no for sure but what I think <laughs> is that like it made me just mad because like Ted literally brought him up from like just a simple hitman that no one even acknowledged his presence yeah. to where he was and just with straight kindness and everyone's stream of kindness and then it was like for whatever reason he had a little fuck you Ted moment and then was like oh, Rupert, the golden man is going to, like, he's loving on me, and, like, I'm not going to remember any of the negative things that all of that I saw. I'm just going to make yeah. make him think he's Because at that, at that point, like, I, I do get that, because at that point, he tried to turn the emotion off. He tried yeah. to make it about climbing the ladder and 
cutthroat, do what you need to do to get to where you want, which is not who he is. No. So it makes sense to me that that was going to rub off. Right. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, I, I guess it could also, I, what am I trying to say? I like that they show different cracks. Yeah. So like the one time when Ted and his kid were at the game, like that was clearly a crack to him. That was adorable. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just seems they focus so heavily on the fact that he had a girlfriend now. Mm-hmm. And then he saw the womanizing. And then that was the trigger. But the trigger should have been the love you felt for Ted mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. shit that you shitted on him. That was a weird way to say that. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> the way you shat on him, I guess. Yeah, I and agree. like I wish that you know maybe he would have seen some of the other AFC Richmond players out and about and had those thoughts or like thought about how they helped him out because there were a lot of times that they were nice to him you know mm-hmm. like I just I wish it, they would have made it more about that yes. than the Rupert's a dick because everybody knew you he knew was, he was already so you knew Rupert's a dick yeah. well and I honestly guess I kind of thought that maybe. Because, like, every time, like, he, like, wanted to go see Ted after the game, he waited too long and he was gone. Like, all these moments you could see was, like, going through his mind where he realized he messed up and he wanted to apologize. But he never took the step himself. Uh-huh. And I really thought for a moment that he was going to actually show up at Ted's door and be, like, uh, I almost here, wish like, I'm sorry. Like, I this is awkward that. and then, like, I'm sorry. You then know. he wouldn't see the picture. Because yep. part of his trigger from season two was that Ted took the picture of him and Nate home and so it wasn't in his office and Nate was mad because he thought he threw the picture out because it didn't mean anything to Ted yeah meanwhile we the audience know that it means so much to Ted that he took it home with him. yeah and that's, that's why I wanted him to show up because I wanted him to see that yeah. and then to really fucking asshole like and so the fact that it happened and it was good that the team went for him but still it just I wanted that moment. Yes, I did too. And I didn't get it. No I did. Yeah. Like, cause we all knew he was going to get a redemption arc. That's just how the show works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that it ended where it ended. I just, I kind of wanted more. Yeah. I do too. I wanted more of that go out for Nate and more Nate and Ted, because mm-hmm. really they still only had the one conversation at the end. Yeah. Exactly. And Ted was just like, mm-hmm. everything's fine. I understand. You know, like, cause that's the best, but it wasn't like, as true of an apology as Ted deserved. I know, but and that's that's like I said. I think if but that's if that had happened, he's not gonna like force him <laughs> or, like, yeah. or like make you feel like shit about yourself until mm-hmm. you've paid back exactly what was owed. Yeah. You know, like that's not his thing. Oh, I know. That. He knows that Nate went through it and felt bad, and that was enough. Yeah, it just wasn't enough for most of us. Because <laughs> <No. laughs> we're vengeful. Yeah. Okay. I think that was really the only thing that I was a little yeah. underwhelmed about. Same. Yeah. yeah. Same here. Everything else was great. Can we talk about Rebecca and Ted? Sure. Oh. So I thought that they were secret soulmates the whole time. I did too. And I still think they kind of are. The green matchbook for me. The green matchbook. So the psychic predictions. Yeah. That's, yeah. Busy. Okay. Tell us what they One. <laughs> okay. My mother's going to possibly listen to this, so I have to be careful. But. Rebecca's mom reminds me so much of my own mother. <laughs> yeah. In like a ridiculous, like, if my mom was like amped, you know, if you like maximize someone's personality by like a thousand, like that would be her. And like, okay, my since she goes to the psychics, she does all the things. Like if my mom was just like didn't have to work anymore and super wealthy, she there'd be very little separating her between Rebecca's mom <laughs> and who she is as a person. In like the best way, I mean it as the best way. Um, 
But yeah, like the first time Rebecca's mom shows up in like season one or two, and Ted's like, it's always fun to see someone's mom because you get to see who fucked them up. And I was like, <laughs> but every time my husband just like looked at me and I was like, I know. Um, but so her mom is finally like, my psychics agreed to see you. And Rebecca is like me, who's like, oh, the charlatan you give all your money to has agreed to see me. Like, how wonderful, you know? Because you think that's all bullshit. And then she goes to it, and it's very much not bullshit. The psychic is, like, on the level. She thinks it is at the moment, though. Oh, Rebecca, she's so mad. Yeah. She's, she's so mad. There has to be. Yeah. You know, because she basically tells her things that Rebecca thinks are impossible to happen. Mm-hmm. And Namely, that she's going to have a daughter. Yep. Yeah. And that, which is oh, wait. cruel to her. I think after that, is that when she goes back to the doctor and was like, yeah. let's make sure. And yeah. The doctor's like, no, yeah. we can't. Okay. Exactly. Because she had wanted a child with Rupert. And he did not want a child with her. And then when he left her and went with young Rebecca, and got her she immediately pregnant, right? And it was that was part of Rebecca's continuing story that that was really hard for her to deal with because Rebecca, like, what what about her made Rupert not want to have a baby? Like, mm-hmm. and and the answer is nothing because Rupert's an asshole. Yeah, he's dead. And you know, whatever. <laughs> um, but so yeah, so that's she thought that was cruel that this woman would say that to her when she knew she couldn't have a child. She was like all fun and games up until that. One. I think that was like the last prediction. Yeah, and she was like, "Fuck you." Yeah, she was yeah. like, "You are." I, I didn't know you would actually be cruel. Yeah, you know. Um, and so that was like, so that was hurtful for Rebecca. Yeah. Um, but throughout the season, we then watched these weird predictions start to come this true. This was fun. It was like, fun. Like, trying to look out for them, and then completely forgetting, and being like, the Green Macbook! Oh, yeah. Oh, so, so it's like, there's one part that talks about, someone references the red string, or whatever. Oh, yeah, this I don't know what you're talking about. Yes. Okay. So, I, I don't have it. But basically, some culture, I don't know, I think it's like Japanese or Chinese. Anyway. Yeah. Like, soulmates are tied together with, like, a red string. Um, mm-hmm. And then this reference, I think it's referenced at some point in one Ted Lasso episode, like, somehow. So do the reference. red strings with the dicks. <laughs> well, no, Roy does the red strings with the dicks, but it's not the same thing. Know, Roy just funny. is a sadist. <laughs> but either way, but Ted and Rebecca at several points were wearing That's red. That's all that comes up now. When I look at red string theory, Ted Lasso, it's the dicks. It's going to just be the dicks, you guys. But, but Rebecca and Ted were both wearing red at several points in like the episode and they both had the green matchbooks at different points and were like just kind of playing with them in their hands and there's you know it just felt like very much like they would like the only like I remember when Ted first felt with sassy I was like oh no this is gonna get it's Chinese it's, Chinese. it's a Chinese proverb that says a red thread connects those who are destined to meet regardless of time place or circumstance so Okay, so because of that theory, me and a bunch of other people <laughs> in the world definitely thought that they were soulmates um, for multiple reasons. And like, there's so many things through all the seasons, like they help each other grow, um, you know, Rebecca helps them with his panic attacks and, and things like that. And they really connect to each other in a way that they don't connect with anyone else. Mm-hmm. They're vulnerable with each other in a way they're not vulnerable with anybody else, not even like tea yeah. or beer, you know? And it really like, felt to me like they were kind of pushing towards they would fall into this relationship at some point and it would be a gradual thing between friends though yeah. not like a one night stand thing you know and even in like the writers knew you guys knew because at the beginning of episode <laughs> the last episode 
It opens up with Rebecca in her kitchen, which we've seen her many times. And then Ted walks out, obviously having stayed the night, very <laughs> disheveled. He has sex hair. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, and he's like, well, about last night. And it was like, I remember I was like, oh my God, it's finally happened. It's finally happened. They finally have slept together. <laughs> I can't believe it because the episode before he'd had really big news. And we all thought big news is he's leaving, he's leaving which mm-hmm. is what big news was, uh, we assume. Uh, but suddenly I was like, okay, this big news happened and now they've slept together and like, it's finally happening. Green matchbook time, green matchbook team go, red, red threads, let's go. <laughs> Not Roy, Roy doesn't get to play the red thread. Um, <laughs> well, weren't they even both wearing red in the morning? I'll yes, they were both wearing red, I think. I'm pretty sure they were both wearing red. Yeah. And I know that Beard's banana hammock was red because it's seared in my mind. Because <laughs> suddenly, Beard comes out and I see his bare ass <laughs> as he's wearing a... The um, actor's hilarious. Oh my god, he's so... I love amazing. how in it he is. He's just... Uh, Brendan Hunt is amazing. I just like to say that. He's one of the best parts of the show. Yeah. He's right around the show. He's freaking amazing. He was in Community in one other episode. Did you watch Community? Yes. Do you remember the episode where Shirley and Britta pick up a hitchhiker? And then after they pitch up the hitch- hitchhiker, they're convinced he's a murderer. Is he the hitchhiker? He's the hitchhiker. Okay. okay. <laughs> that's sense. the only other thing I can really think of him in. Yeah. Um, and it's so perfect. Even that's perfect. So anyway, but he's like, he comes out like basically naked. He's like, oh, last night was crazy. Thanks for letting us all stay the night here after, I don't know, the gas, like gas gates. And then his girlfriend, Jane, no, that's the other one. What's his name? What's her name? It's Jane. Um, Jade is uh, Nate's, Jade's Nate's girlfriend, but it is Jane. Jane so Jane that, and yeah. Jade, okay. Yeah. So then Jane comes out and she's like, "Oh, I'm crazy," and like they're like, "Oh, let's go back to our sex swing bed that we made in Rebecca's house." And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> and all the ropes, all the ropes, because they're afraid the the, the maids gonna throw them all away. <laughs> so yeah, so that's the opening. And so I was like, oh, "You dicks, you know that you've been leaving us." You've been misleading us this whole yeah. time, apparently, for three seasons. Yeah. And then we get to it, and it's like, it's finally happened. You're, like, just sitting there with a gas leak. And I was like, oh, like, I'm so upset. Yeah. Um, I was upset, too, because, like, even though I wanted, like, I liked the idea of him, I wasn't fully convinced after she met that one guy. So the um, Amsterdam, Amsterdam guy. Let's guy. talk about that, because our mom, too, was like, she was like. Do we want to go through the prophecies? Yes. we'll get to him yeah. that prophecy. Okay. So I want to ask you guys, the the Green Match book, I mean, what does that mean to you other than the fact that it was for Sam's restaurant? I don't know. So in this article I read, it said basically it could, she took it to mean her and Sam would get back together. Mm-hmm. Or it could just prove that the rest of the prophecies were about to come true. But it could, I mean, we saw, gosh, I want to say it was the last episode or the second last episode, we saw Ted with the green matchbook and I had, like, screamed. Yeah, he pulled it up, he was on his desk and he was contemplatively looking at it and then she yeah. was also, that's like, it was alluding to it because I think the green matchbook originated from Sam's restaurant. Yeah, it did. It's like, at first I was like, what? But I was also like, I can't stand, but also, like, I don't think they're not going to get anymore. Like, I that liked was, like, that they had that moment, but I didn't think they were going to end up Same. Um... I, I want Sam and his cute um, chef. chef to get together. They were adorable. Yes. That's, it just made sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was trying um, to remember what the Amsterdam guy's name was. We'll we get don't there. Find his name. We don't find out until. Yeah. Well, at the very end. 
Um, and then, so the second one was the shite and knighting armor. Hmm. That's when she ran into her ex-boyfriend and her crazy new wife, maybe? I think they got married. Yeah. And they say that on accident. So that happened. That means nothing other than it happened. Yeah. And they found each other. Well, maybe it's like hope. Like they yeah. found each other and they're happy. The one that we all are not certain about is Thunder and Lightning. So the third prediction is that she sees Thunder and Lightning and Rebecca. I do like what we discussed before, though. So yeah. previously, when they went on a double date with Roy and the, I think the guy we just mentioned, yeah. um, Roy was like, you deserve better. You need someone that makes you feel like you were struck by lightning. Yeah. Struck by fucking lightning. Yeah. Um, yeah. Roy said that. Um, so I think I like that explanation because now she's looking for her lightning. Yeah. Yeah. That makes more sense. And then the very next one is you'll be upside down and drenched, which is when we meet our guy. Yes. Played by Matteo Vandergren. That's his mm-hmm. That's his real name. They just call him the Dutchman because. Oh, and the IMDb. That's what I was trying to look at. Well, I mean, in this article, because in the. That last episode, in the scene, they didn't give each other's names. Which was part of the magic. Which was part of the magic. Mathis is his name. Mathis. And then the very next one is You'll Become a Mother. Yeah. Because, yes, so she was really upset. She went and got checked because she's like, she was like, what happened? Yeah. And then in the very end, she runs into him and his daughter. Yeah. Very much in the hallmarky way that we just talked about before yes. starting. Which I'm very okay with. Yes. Yes. And I like that too. Like, it, it couldn't be Ted. I like that it was him. And they made it, it was such a magical, the Amsterdam episode in general was so magical. Oh, it was so sweet. Yeah. It was so wonderful. But I do kind of feel like it was like we were building towards Ted and Rebecca the whole time. And then it was like, well, if Ted goes home, how does that work? See, I'm, I, and then they, and then they were like, well, okay, Rebecca needs a love interest. So we'll drop this magical Dutchman in her life. I never thought they were going to get together. And maybe they wouldn't. I thought they were soulmates in the, they need each other in this life. Yeah. They're best friends. They're each other's rock but they're not ever going to physically be together yeah and like i didn't initially ever like really put them together too much in the beginning mm-hmm. i just appreciated their friendship mm-hmm. yeah but by this third season like i was torn because like, i knew the realist to me i was like because of ted's behavior and affect i was like he's going yeah like, this is what's gonna happen i mean this but, like, last season. i was so hoping that it was gonna be like because, like, home is where your family is sometimes. Like, and I think what has, yeah, he missed home, home, but he also just missed his son. You know what yeah. I mean? And so, like, part of me was really just hoping that maybe uh, Michelle was on his ex-wife's yeah. name. That she was going to be like, hey, like, I got this opportunity to come here. Like, I know you're doing so well here. Like, what are your thoughts if me and... Yeah, because she Henry, clearly didn't Henry seem to care about here. that Like, guy. I was, like, hoping. Because, like, I'm like, if that had happened. I think Tim would have been content oh, he to stay because, like, he would have had the son and he could mm-hmm. still, like, have the team. So I was, like, really hoping that I just knew it. And then when Rebecca was bleeding out, like, my heart, like, I, like, literally cried. I was like, you know, this is what we all want. <laughs> like, she was like, we can just bring them here. Yes. Like, we can just bring them here yeah. and get them jobs and then they can live here and you have your family and you can stay. You know, she was like, it's not that I don't want you to leave, it's that I don't want you to not come back, yeah. you know? And it was really hard for to watch her pour her soul out, yeah. and then for Ted to just be like, "And I'm gonna go home still." Like, yeah. it was hard too because it's like I would have felt it would have been unfair like, if Ted asked Michelle because they're exes. You know what I mean? To be like, 
I can see where that would maybe be unfair, but if she had come on her own volition, because like, she did it several times. She saw how cool it was. Like, like Rebecca said, Henry could have gone to like, one of the best schools and like we would have got a pay increase. He could have hung out with Phoebe, who's also one of my favorite characters. So she's a teacher. Like that's a job that thankfully internationally you can usually get easily in the same language. Like mm-hmm. yeah. she could be a teacher. Like it would have worked. And I just felt for Rebecca. She was like, I have figured out solutions. I'm like, no. I have strings I can pull. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm powerful. Strings. Just yeah. say yes. <laughs> just say yes. You know. Yeah. She's like, I'll pull the shelf. I'll convince her. It'll be fine. It's fine. <laughs> Let me meddle in your marriage. Was, you know. Please, you know. It's yeah. what I wanted. Like, okay, <laughs> here's something I have a small issue with, and we maybe divided on this, but I felt like they, okay, so Ted obviously moved to the UK after having a traumatic separation to a divorce, mm-hmm. right? Michelle, I hated because she was like, get away from me, Ted. Don't talk to me. I need a break from you. Like, I need that space, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And because I love Ted, I was like, you are. See, I didn't really see her that way. But even when he would just try and talk to her, she would be like, you're crossing the boundaries of what we've said. Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe that was from the first. I first felt like season it... more. It's okay. definitely, it's first season. Okay. Know? It might just be because I. First season was a lot like, better this season. She was like, you can talk to Henry, but I don't want to talk to you. And he would be like, How are you okay. doing? And she'd be she'd just throw it up, like, nope, uh, crossing the You know what? I guess you're right. And that was yeah. like, I mean, especially when we didn't officially at the moment know, but we all were kind of like, This feels like. Because they were still married in the first yes. season, right? Yeah. So she was trying to actively get a divorce. Yeah. Yeah. And she literally pushed him to another country yeah. across an ocean. Yeah. And he was like, I've got to go here. So I felt like he'd kind of been like, had to retreat from his life or have been chased from his life. Like his world fell apart in Kansas before we ever met Ted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we basically met Ted trying to figure out who he is in by himself again for the first time with his best friend. Beard. Thank, God. Thank God he had beard. Thank I God know. beard. I love <laughs> beard with the trusty side because like yeah. you go, I go, buddy. <laughs> exactly. Until the end, but that's only because Ted told him. And that's a, and I'm so <laughs> glad he did. And look at that. Um and so it was like when we meet Ted, he's like such an upbeat, positive, optimistic guy, but really he's in so much pain yeah. because his wife he's in love with wants a divorce and, you know, he's been taken away from his son. Yeah. Even if he's the one that took him away from his son, like the separation took him away, you know, and so he's going really through it. And then she then does ask for the divorce. Then they do get divorced and like it's a whole thing. And obviously it's really hard for Ted. And now he's missing Henry, and now he lives across an ocean. Like, that's thinking that he's missing yeah. stuff. Um, and then through season three, we build Michelle back up. One, we get the boyfriend of, mm-hmm. that was their therapist. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Their couples therapist? Yeah, oh, that's unethical. Ethically, <laughs> horrible. I mean, apparently they, they it was after, but still. It don't it's he knows all the things and can yeah. use that to manipulate her and it's control true. her, and it is not okay for many reasons. That's true. And, and I would just like to say he didn't do a good job because <laughs> at the end it seems like she dumped his ass, which didn't make because he's all like, isn't he talking about the fact that he proposed, or did he not talk about it? He didn't talk about it. He didn't talk about it, but she's not wearing the ring, no. and it's very. They make it pretty clear that he proposed. Yeah, right? it seems like heavily yeah. implied that we think of because he's. I mean, Ted is fairly certain, but I thought there was something Ted that did, made us certain. Yeah. Ted didn't find out for sure, which is why we never know for sure what Rebecca knows. Okay. Um, but we know that they they didn't get engaged. So even if he asked, they said no. And then at the last episode, 
while Henry and Michelle are watching the match, he gets distanced further and further away. He starts out on the couch next to them. Yeah. And then it's like, by the end, he's like, it's very clear they're not going to make it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No, that's the karma of him. He's like, one, if I'm not mistaken, he was Michelle's therapist and the couple's therapist, which those should always be separate if you're going to have that. It should be like you each have your own individual therapist and then a couple's therapist because you don't want that bias. Because Ted always said that he felt there was a bias there. And I think there was. absolutely was. <laughs> yeah. And that makes it even worse because like he, what he was feeling was very much true because that guy was like, I like this girl. I'm going to shift the narrative just enough to mind to get what yeah. I want in this. And that makes him a villain. Yeah. No, no, yeah. he is. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So that's maybe, maybe not. So, yeah. So none of us like the therapist guy whose name is like Dr. People. I don't remember his exact name. Doesn't matter. Either way, the point is, it seems like, especially at the end where Ted is back at home coaching the soccer team uh, that Henry is on, we see Michelle in the stands by herself cheering. So it seems like they get back together or they open the possibility for them to reconcile. mean him and Michelle? Yes. Or at least a very happy or co-parenting situation. Yeah, the way that they seemed in the last season, they seemed on good footing. Yeah, I I hope they don't get back together. I just think that maybe hopefully they're just on good. Yeah, I like that it was like from the distance it wasn't them like holding hands or something because like him being out there coaching, her being out there supporting, like, makes me feel more like it is more of a co-parenting, support each other, friendship, not romantic, because, like, Ted deserves better. But when he does get dropped off from the airport, he does get dropped off on the shelf. I mean, maybe he's staying there till he gets in bed. Yes, sir. Maybe he doesn't have a homework. I don't have the answer exactly. I just don't like Michelle's spell, you guys. <laughs> That's why we're going to choose our narrative, which is he was just staying there because he doesn't have a house right now. Yep. And I want them to be temporary. I want them to be good co parents, Henry. Yeah. I want them to be on very good terms with each other. I don't think they, but I don't think, yeah, my narrative is they won't get back together because yeah. he, I mean, he was in therapy too. So what? he now. With the good person. I can't remember her name. Sharon. Sharon, who I I had mixed feelings about when she first showed up because she was so like stony faced and that's not how I am. But the obviously she had James, so she's fine. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I felt like I feel like we will watch Ted go on like this whole amazing journey of self discovery and growth throughout the show. And then he just like went home back to his potentially toxic unit. I don't know. Like I have issues. I know Henry is very important, obviously. But I don't know. I like that's kind of what was dissatisfying to me. And yeah. it's like, I at least need to see Ted back at home. Like, is he okay? Like, is he growing in his own way there? Like, yeah, you're right. Because in the in the last couple minutes, we see everyone else's growth. Yeah, like we see that Roy is the new coach. We see Beard getting married at Stonehenge. Yeah. With that random couple, <laughs> how did he even know their phone number? Um, and then who yeah. knows? Yeah, that's true. Um, and then we see nothing set in stone, but Keely brings up the female soccer team to yeah. Rebecca, which that's Helpful. the spinoff I want. Thank Same. you very much. Um, or and I think we see some of this stuff with the other we'll Rebecca and the Dutchman. Yes, yeah. Rebecca meets the Dutchman, we'll and we. Soccer team. Oh yeah, yeah. The he was let back on the Nigerian team, which we didn't even talk about that. But you watched it, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, and we just see Ted. Like we don't see anything from Ted except that he's coaching his son's soccer team. But he's happy, and that's all he needs. But it's like also, I guess I still was like wondering, like 
was he going to do? Is he going to go back to coaching like American football or like, or actually, I know you had said like maybe he doesn't need to work for a while, but like, I don't think he ever needs to work again. Yeah, I just feel like he's a person that doesn't sit still long enough that like that's not good for him. So it's like, I didn't like that we didn't have, you know, I I honestly thought he went back to America that it was going to end with some some sort of thing, and then also like a new coach Ted Lasso back here teaching or coaching blah blah blah. blah. You know what I mean? Like I was expecting some sort of like sports center or just something kind of things he's going to do. I also like I know that we talked on the plane when he rested his eyes when we saw all these people throw, mm-hmm. and I got mad about the wedding because Ted wasn't there. Yeah, you know, Ash, you said you thought was maybe instead of an actual physical happening, it was with him dreaming about everyone's possibility and what was gonna happen. So it's yeah. also unclear. Like I still want all those things to happen. But like the fact that like potentially Ted was not his best friend's wedding breaks. I can't heart. see Ted missing his best friend's wedding not I can't yeah. so so that one that, that whole like muddiness right there, I was like <laughs> so um this is a little off topic and we can go back to it. I just want to talk about Trent and Colin at some oh, point. Yeah. Oh my god. Trent Cram, one of my favorite characters from the very beginning. The way that he was incorporated in this season, Chef's Kiss. Absolutely. So happy that he was he was just there. (laughs) But like they're like, he wants to write a book about us, and like they're all shaking, so like, no, he's like, yeah, they're all like Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, Ted. I just love him so much. And you just get to see more of his personality come through. And then okay, Colin. Um, I had to look up his name because I love all the players, but we don't get enough of them yeah, because there's so I, many. Yeah. Yes. Other than Danny, Danny and Sam are the ones that I remember because I mean, come on. they're adorable. <laughs> oh, Isaac, yes. Yeah. I mean, I love all of them because yeah. when I think about every single one of them, I love them. But those yeah. are the only names which makes me oh, feel bad. Yeah. Except for the guy that keeps changing his name, Van Dam, and oh, no. he changed it's it again. Around. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it, it I feel started. So bad for him when Danny breaks his nose, and then he's scared of Danny. I know. And I love when Danny finally apologized and gave him a new mask. And then I was like, thank God, because like I knew that Danny knew, but yeah. Danny just like wouldn't acknowledge. It. Like, he like he had just, an alter ego. I feel like he just had this like acceptance. And then they was like, all right, I guess he just scared of me. I need to actually apologize <laughs> and mend this fit. I'm like, thank you, Danny, because he's. Fucking of you. So it made me happy that like they had that friendship. Um. So it started when Keely's video linked because it wasn't just Keely's video; it was like a bunch of people's videos. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they're all in the locker. Well, it didn't start them. Like we we know that he's gay. The -hmm. audience knows. Um. Because he has this adorable Asian boyfriend, and they're so cute. But he can't like come to the games, or he can't. Well, I guess he, he doesn't come to the restaurant, and he's just like he has like a different friend. name. Yeah, like he picks up a, the tickets under a different name. Oh yeah, he does. He like he just can't, you know. So um, I think it's Isaac who's mm-hmm. like everyone delete every photo any girlfriends ever sent you, yeah. and and poor Colin is always making overtly hetero man <laughs> jokes because he's like boobies I like the boobies and he takes his phone and obviously probably sees a dick pic yep. I'm imagining it's some sort of male anatomy yeah. if not just pictures of Colin and a boyfriend like, yeah it could be. we never know what it is we don't know but and Isaac is immediately yeah. pissed at least which Isaac did make me very upset until we find out later oh, see, it never made me upset because it the, moment I ha- the moment Isaac was pissed 
my husband and I looked at each other and we're like, he's mad because he was lied to. And we were like, obviously. I did. I knew that too. But it still made me mad that he cut everything. He cut all of the communication out. Mm -hmm. Because you know he he lied because he was scared. And you're giving him the exact reaction that he was scared about. I I think I felt for Isaac the fact that that was his absolute best friend. Yeah. Yeah. And to keep that big of a secret even though we understand why Colin did, because like yeah. the what ifs are scarier than just hiding in this little closet he's created. But like for Isaac, it was just like betrayal. Yeah. And I think he just couldn't get out of his own head of like the betrayal feeling that he was just like stone cold, like I don't even want to talk to you. But yeah, of course for Colin, it's perceived. He didn't think of that. He thought, well, he thinks I'm trash now. Yeah, or he doesn't like that I'm gay and he can't. And this, my fear is realized. He's not my friend. My fear anymore. is yeah. realized. Like, mm-hmm. oh shit, like what if anyone else finds out? So that was like sad. And like this whole season, there are little hints like Trent is watching him. Like yeah. there's like just little he'll make eye contact with him and he'll like pick up on something and then it's just like okay and at this point we don't know that Trent's gay like he hasn't outwardly said anything no, either he hasn't outwardly said anything. yeah but he's just very trendily dressed yes <laughs> very very <laughs> on player oh my god his hair perfect hair like from the first episode with him and Ted when he interviews Ted, I've just I've loved Trick Yes, yes. It was just so <laughs> when they when they go to the Indian restaurant and Ted orders all the food yep. and Trent's like and he's like, make it the way your family makes it at home. And Trent's like, that was very unwise, Ted. <laughs> he's like, it's gonna be so hot, it's gonna be so spicy. And Ted's like, we've gotta eat it. We don't want to be rude. And Trent's just like, I can't eat this. It's too hot. <laughs> oh my god. And Ted just shoveled it down. Like, yep. Something put on my plate. And Trent's so like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Not understanding how nice of a guy Ted is, and then just being blown away by it. It's just like yeah. amazing because, like, he definitely just I think he just assumed he was just yeah. gonna be like just any ch- other, yeah, just any other oh, American. Yeah. Look at this the former Richmond coach who's just like a jerk, yeah. exactly. And then also, like, he doesn't actually know if they're sport, you know. So, I think he was just yeah. being compared to like rich in the new one, and yeah, like, oh man, this is I'm not gonna write itself the way I'm supposed to be writing it, but mm, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and so they have a big night in season three at Sam's restaurant, which is very exciting. And Colin's uh, secret boyfriend comes to it and then they leave to go do something else to like probably go find chicks, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh Trent leaves on his own and I was so scared. I was like, Oh my god, Trent Cram's gonna get a test. Something bad's gonna happen to Trent Cram. I immediately go in like protective mode. I'm like, not Trent Cram. Um and then instead he sees Colin kissing his boyfriend. Oh, I forgot that he saw that. Yeah, okay. yeah. And he's, like, shocked by it because it's, like, such a big secret. That it's very... So I think from then, right. he's watching Colin That's, to see yeah. if this is knowledge that everyone knows yes. because Trent's very new to the behind-the-scenes of Richmond. Yeah. You know, is this something that the whole team knows about, but it's just not public knowledge, or is he living a complete, you know, secret? essentially yeah and, and how can i help him if that's the case like that's yeah. what it seems like, like a yeah. little like yeah. mentor like yeah and it's so good because it's like because he is a reporter it's like you're nervous because yeah. it's like well can we really trust trent Cram? but i yeah. was like obviously we can trust trent Cram. like yeah i was immediately <laughs> team trent well Cram. especially what how what happened last time because he got fired because he 
told Ted, right? He told Ted who leaked yep. the uh, Le- panic attack yeah. or whatever. Yeah. He gave up the source, which is like the Cardinal said. Uh, yeah, because he's a good guy and he yeah. knew that Ted's a good guy. So yeah. anyway, yes, we can ex- implicitly trust him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like Ted's a good guy who's always wanted to be a good guy, but also couldn't be because of his yeah, yeah, maybe because like his relationship with Roy is like at the beginning is so I love their like conversation <laughs> they have like Roy hates Trent Brown yeah and he's like no one's gonna say shit around him like or you answer to me yeah. and then everyone's like oh we can't talk to Trent Brown for anything everyone's so scared of Roy yeah. you know and so finally it was such a good moment when Ted was like hey he's like you need to squash this beef I don't know what this is but your ego is gonna ruin this whole thing. And then they have the conversation about Hallmark movies. It's just yes. the whole thing is perfect. Um, but that's like when Roy pulls out the article that he's mm-hmm. kept in his wallet since yeah. he was like 17 yeah. of when Trent Prem just wrote like a scathing review saying that he was terrible and overrated. Yeah. And he's like, this devastated me. And Trent's just like, I'm so sorry. I was trying to make a name for myself and be yeah. edgy. Yeah. And I didn't think about how this would affect you. You know, and it's like his realization that moment that this adult man has carried this horrible yeah. article in his wallet for like 20 years. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, you yeah. know, Trent's just like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, and so I feel like, yeah, Trent, this is like Trent's redemption arc in a way. You know? yeah. yeah, I think being here was really good for him because he he's a snarky dude and i like that you know like yes. i like that he has an edge yes. keep that but he like went too far yeah. before and now he's like around loving people and that's good and he sees like the magic of like yeah yeah, yeah. And, like, i think it's special like, relationship and friendships are absolutely i like that he gets included yeah. yeah, I know. I think Trent's like the closest to a character that represents the audience that we have. It's like yes. someone from the outside looking in, yeah, being like, "I'm going to write a book about this. This is amazing. This is something we deal with it." You know, like <laughs> when they when they go after Zava. Oh my God, Zava! <laughs> they go after Zava, and he's like, "Let me get this right. You're going to pursue a player who causes problems, and you can't afford just to prevent your ex husband from getting him." And Rebecca's <laughs> like, "Pretty much, yeah." Like he's like. <laughs> I love that for you. This will be interesting. And then, so they were in Amsterdam, I think. Yes. When Colin yeah. goes to a gay bar. Yes. yes. And he's so nervous. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, because Trent follows him. Yeah. Trent follows him and he's like, oh God, where am I? I'm, I'm on the wrong bar. I can't believe that. I found <laughs> myself. Here. Colin is like an Oscar for how shocked he feels at that moment. He's like, what's happening? <laughs> Only then? You know oh what? my gosh, this was a huge mistake. See you later, Trent. Bye. Yeah, I'm just going to leave the beers here. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, apologies to everyone. If the bartender guy is like, oh, this has a bullshit. It's so funny because he's like, Clearly, he's not even thinking of the fact that Trent, who also yeah. is like, I carry he's a not like, Why with are you rainbow here? on it. <laughs> like, I'm wearing socks that are striped green color. <laughs> so, do you look at my what I'm doing? I'm also in a gay bar. Right. I mean, he I went there for him. Yeah. He's just like, oh, see you later, Trent, bye. Do you think he did that because he's like, 
he'll be in a gay bar, I'll be in a gay bar, this will be an approachable way to not exactly. scare him. I thought it would be approachable way where there was no real risk of anyone else overhearing yes. the conversation. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. You know? That's exactly what it was. We can have this one-on-one -on -one conversation in a safe space, mm -hmm. and I can just let him know that I know, and then ask if, like, he's okay. Yeah. Um, and instead, Colin's like, gotta run away! Yeah. <laughs> and I love <laughs> When he just chases him, and he's just like, I know, Colin. I've known for months or weeks or whatever. Yeah. And Colin just like, uh, the gig is up. I've, I've been caught. You know what I mean? He's like, oh, you're not a threat. He's like, I'm, like, I'm, I'm gay too. I get it. Yeah. Talk to me. Yeah. And then they had their whole part. They had a very sweet conversation. And it just like made, like that was one of my favorite episodes of the entire season. Yeah. Like that is amazing. It needed to happen. We've yeah. been waiting for it to happen. Yeah. Their yeah. conversation was so important. And yeah. Good. And then. Nothing with Isaac. Isaac. Mm -hmm. And then it gets sorted because Isaac is like, oh my God. So a fan says a bad word mm -hmm. in the stands. The S word. Well, the F-A word. Yeah. There's two F words. Yeah. The F word related to being gay. Yes. Yes. The offensive F word. I don't know how to say that. Mm -hmm. um, I say fuck. I'm fine with I fuck. Like, fuck is not the F Fuck word. is one of my favorite words. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so not that one, yeah. but the bad one. So uh, a fan says that, not in relation to anyone in general, to be fair, no. not in relation to He's been noisy this whole game. Yeah, yeah, he's been a dip this whole time. Saying all those things. Yeah. And Isaac snaps and just goes and pummels this guy, yeah. which is like a moment that you're like, yeah, but also you're like, oh no. She's in so much trouble. You're in so much trouble now, you can't do that, even though we like our animal-based instinct is like, kill them. Like, yeah. You can't actually go do it. Anyway, so then Isaac's in so much trouble. And, and everyone game. thinks he's gay. Right. That in was, the locker room. Because they're, they're trying to it. They're trying yeah. to figure out, like, what set him off. Like, yeah. why why this fan? Because they're also just, they're so great. They're not, like, blaming him. They're immediately like, how can we help? Yes. Like, what, what, he must be gay, because that's right. the word that triggered him. I think it was Sam that heard it. Like, mm -hmm. no one else heard it. Yeah. Except for yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, he's like, the F word. And Jimmy was like, and then they're like statistically at least one of us has to be gay if not more and then they're all just like we'll get it there and they're like it must be Isaac <laughs> yeah that <laughs> was like a Jamie he was just like oh guys exactly. <laughs> thanks babe and I think Trent's in the room and is happening. He is. Yeah, he's just like is. sitting there, like biting his tongue, yeah. just like oh, I'm still vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there are two of us for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, "Yeah, that's it. Isaac's gay. All right. Well, hey, well, we just gotta love and accept him. I guess. Like, we just gotta let him know that he's safe here and we love him and it's awesome." And then Colin's like. I can't sit here anymore. <laughs> I can't listen to this yeah. because, like, now his like stain in the closet is now affecting Isaac. <laughs> He's outed Isaac somehow. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's like, "I've got to tell everyone the truth," and then he does, and everyone's like. We love it. And this is yeah. one of my favorite TED speeches. Like, it's not an important oh, TED speech in, like, the same one. way as, like, the rounded speeches, but it also <laughs> is, because in many ways, it's, like, the most important TED speech. But he, like, compares <laughs> being gay to being a Denver Broncos fan. Yeah. <laughs> it makes no sense to anyone there. <laughs> oh, my God. It was 
yeah, I never knew what it was until I went to this like party that this like American person that I like became friends with had, and I fucking love it. And so like yeah. now like they've like created this thing where everyone's just like geeks out on Halloween. So it's like I see like I've seen sort of content either or people are like, I don't really get it. Like why do you guys do that? And other ones are like, I'm obsessed with this, you know, and it's just really funny. Yeah. Exactly. Because <laughs> um, I like that we're slowly encroaching in areas that don't quite understand and we're like forcing it on them because we're like this is really fun <laughs> um yeah back in college Australia abroad in Australia like a long time ago and uh, I was there in October like I was mm-hmm. there in fall and our fall it was yeah. there summer spring was uh, and we put on a Halloween haunted house for the kids in the town that we lived in. Yeah. So like we threw together like a maze that they would crawl through and it was scary. And like we had our family ship like American Halloween candy so that they could like properly trick or treat. And it was hilarious. I just remember candy corn, which is a completely controversial <laughs> candy topic in the yeah. world of Halloween. You either love it or you hate it. But I remember we were playing bingo with candy corn, right? So we're like just bingo but you're using candy corn <laughs> and one of the parents i watched take a bite of it because the kids are getting super hyped up on sugar like where we were was like a very granola part of australia i'm not saying australia it's like where i was but it was very much like no no like what am i sorry the type of sugar that's bad refined yeah processed sugar refined sugar you know it was all very healthy they had outlawed all fast food Fast food was not allowed where you had to drive like 45 minutes north to find McDonald's. Um, So like it was very healthy. So there was was a subway and subway had to petition and prove their health value to be able to be there because they immediately were like, absolutely not your fast food, you know? So it was like a very health conscious place where I was. And I remember one of the adults eating a piece of candy corn and they made this horrible face and she was like she said to like your partner and she just goes just taste like sugar and I was like that's the point <laughs> she was so horrified and all the kids are just getting hopped the f up because they're eating like we're talking kids that don't eat processed sugar regularly or have soda or candy or all the things that we like have regularly or grew up with and they're just like like <laughs> Crank up to 11, they're just running around like little monsters. And I was like, Happy Halloween! Like, and oh, it was fun. We were all dressed up. I dressed up. Anyway. I'm just imagining this like documentary of this place <laughs> where it's like, and that's the sugar. Like, <laughs> pretty much. It was like these Americans were sitting Halloween. 40, 40 Americans descended on a small Australian town and then convert them all to Halloween. Like, brought their toxic candy that's outlawed they're poisonous candy we're full of sugar forced us to eat it and we loved it and now I know they're all like they're all like stickers <laughs> dude stickers are so expensive I spent, I paid like nine dollars seven or nine dollars for a little mini bag of Snickers and I was like I just ate it um but that being said the bars were very fun that night when we went once again in costume the adults that like to drink which are most adults probably uh had really embraced Halloween in a very specific slutty Halloween way. Yep. That yeah. really worked for me because I was 21. So it was like yeah. really fun. Um but yeah, slowly it's 
gaining traction. The more we make it mainstream, the more we can spread the news and follow you guys. <laughs> I like it. The more we put these movies out there, just so now they're on Netflix, and so people are seeing them like, well, that seems kind of fun. Don't you want to have a cool party and dress up like a monster or a <laughs> yes. sexy rabbit? You know, uh, the Red Solo cup that everyone in their mother has. We all go to Halloween. Like, let's really like change it. Let's get you involved. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It's very time. It's magical. It's one of my favorite. It's literally not a so that being said, Halloween coming soon to you in October of this year. Um, can can I bring up one thing? Yeah. Um, I was just remembering. So one of the last episodes, Rebecca was invited to Khufu League. What was it? So uh, yeah. The Edwin Khufu is Edwin Khufu. I know I love him. He was a bad guy in this, but he was so good. Basically, it was just a room full of old white dudes. (laughs) And then him and Rebecca. (laughs) And Rupert had invited her. And I I remember being like, why are you going to this? Like, you don't want to go to this. But she's like, I got to show that I deserve to be there. And then she gets there and she basically starts a food fight. Yes. Because he's... They're all the old white dudes are clearly bought into this new league because they're gonna make more money, uh-huh. except it's gonna make it even more elitist than it already is. And Rebecca just starts laughing and gives this great speech about people, and then the bad guy is like, yeah. <laughs> and he just like throws food everywhere. And then Rupert tries to get back with her, right? Yes. He does. Oh, I, I feel this like, is such a magical yeah. part of the film. Oh, also. Did his girlfriend go to her yet? No, not no, yet. Not no, yet. that's like that's after this. I feel like that was the moment where he like once again because she told the story of him sneaking in <laughs> before he was all rich and hot and shit. Yeah, and like I think it was like that moment of realizing like this is why he actually like fell in love with her the first time mm-hmm. and that he like took her for granted. And she was there with him so when he was little. Yeah, well, I'm well, you know, he not was little, married but... and she, like hit that's on her. right. Oh, I guess that story was just he was already like. A well, okay, whatever. But they like, snuck in together, even though he owned the building. Like, just because it meant so much to him. Yeah. He was like, I want to sneak in again. Yeah. yeah. And so, little things like she, like, the story that touched him. And I think it just, like, really brought back those memories and, like, probably made him realize, like, what did I do? I really messed up because, like, she's kind of amazing. And I just took her for granted and I've been cheating because, like, you talk all and that's what I do. Yeah. And so, he just, this arrogant, confident, like, confident Ash, just, like, went to kiss her. And I love that she was like, what are you doing? What are yeah. you trying to know? Just shut that down. And it was just like, it was like perfect revenge. Yeah. Like, you don't have this power over me. I am myself. I know what I want. I'm confident. I don't need you. Mm-hmm. I'm actually so much better off without you. And then shortly thereafter, his secretary. ex-wife and secretary? Yeah. Are they the same person? No. No, they're two different people. <laughs> they just, like, all you really see is they, like, show up at her door, yeah. and then she just left it in, and then, like, later you find out, is there a lawsuit or something? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Because, like, he, I think Rebecca also, maybe it was before they had that meeting where she had seen him and the secretary, like, you know, poodling or whatever, and she, like, saw Rebecca out there with, like, their child, and she was like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, you have her, and she's amazing, and, like, your kid, like, you're famous. And she tried to get through to him, and like, stop, stop doing being this. the fucking yeah. way that you are. Yeah. And then I think finally, I don't know, if, like, what happened with the secretary, that she just finally, maybe she had a conscience, or maybe things went bad there, and she, like, looked and told the other Rebecca, which, 
Honestly, little Rebecca, like you had Livia. I'm sorry. Once again, you've read the news article. Well, you never think. But also, our to... Rebecca knew yeah. too. Like she, she knew, knew she that was, he was yeah. married. Well, the thing is, like, well, if like, you know it, that you go into, and you were hoping that you'll be different. You know. Also, can we talk about how? And maybe I'm wrong, but I never remember a time when Rebecca was mean to his girls. By his girls, I mean young Rebecca and young yeah. Rebecca and the she wasn't. No. Yeah. She's just. She was very uncomfortable in many, she was in many places. But, but she also like knew why. Yeah. Rebe- is she? Is her name really Rebecca? It is really. But oh. she calls her Bex. Bex. Okay. But, but yeah, yes, her name is really Rebecca. Things <laughs> that our Rebecca was one of the other women. So it's yeah. like it's hard to throw a stone when you were the same thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. You know, it is what it is. It still sucks, and she obviously went through it a lot. Yeah. Um. And that's just awful. But, but I, like, I also like that she was just there to help them. Yes. I mean, we don't I, see it other than them walking in the door. But... Yeah. Yeah. And I like that she was like, ooh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, so, so first, honestly, when I saw Bex, I thought when she was like, us, I thought it was going to be her and her kid. Like, oh, oh, I did too. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, this is the little guys. So yeah. I like that we had his downfall. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say the downfall of Rupert Mannion. I had to look up his last name because I can't remember Mannion. it. So I was just like Rupert. Rupert. <laughs> I called him Richard at any point. I oh, and there's one more step in his downfall. Uh, yes, which you can talk about it. Do you want to talk about it? Um, I just all I remember is it's the basket. I don't remember all these games mean certain things for yeah. them to get back into the, a league or to win the league. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> the the important game. It was an important game. Um, and uh, Rupert's team wasn't doing so well. And I also love that the the interim coach was a nice dude. Yeah. Like we clearly we've seen a couple times that he's a nice dude. And Rupert is like yelling at him from the phone or whatever, and he just comes down and punches him. Right. Yeah. Well, he pushes him. Pushes yeah. him. Okay. Pushes him down on his ass. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like I totally forgot <laughs> that this is the same guy that was the talking head like on. Yes, I completely forgot because like he's the coach at the beginning. I did not realize it till this instant. Oh, yeah, guys. yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. He was the one that Rebecca fired. Yeah, yeah so but then he was, he was he was also like, the talking head and was was never nice to yeah. them. So yeah, they always really. Which makes sense now that you think about it because I didn't realize that was I don't know it's because he's in a suit and his balls are now yeah. like I. <laughs> I like, didn't put together that it was the same person for so long because I was like, I was almost like, why is this guy super mad about Ted and Richmond? I don't know. Um, but oh you my know, God, that makes so much sense. That makes so much sense. Yeah. So like, yeah, oh, the wow. very first episode, Rebecca fires them because she's like, you work for Rupert and you're terrible and you're out here. You know, you're a creepy woman. He's like, okay, so maybe he's out. not as nice as I thought he was. He just no, seemed not. nice the couple of times he yeah. showed up in the last season. Yeah, he's not a perfect man by any means. He needs some work. But he's not terrible. Like, he's not, like, the worst man on the show by any means. Yeah. That would be Rupert. So, <laughs> yeah. and so, but yeah, like, he definitely was, like, kind of gross creep. And then she fires him. He's the talking head for a while. And, you know, we see him in general, but we especially see him when Roy does that for a little bit. And then he's back as the interim coach when Nate leaves. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, happy to be back with you, Rupert my dude you know yeah. and then we see Rupert just like because Rupert's been like very putting a show on for Nate right he's been like a fake Rupert mm-hmm. to Nate he's always super nice and it's the love it's the love bombing right he's never shown Nate who he truly is Nate quit 
even though he tried to like womanize women in front of Nate, Nate quit before Rupert's True Colors really came out with the way that everyone else, like, yeah. even like when Nate's like, oh, I'm gonna go get drinks with Rupert. That one guy's like, are you in trouble? Like, what? Mm-hmm. And yeah. he's like, no, we're just gonna go have a nice guys night. And he's like, all right, well, that's like not a thing. So, like, yeah. you know, everyone else knows Rupert's a complete asshole and is terrified of him. Um, but not Nate. So <laughs> after Nate quits, like this guy's back, Rupert and he obviously have a very more authentic relationship, I would say, where he knows that Rupert's a cutthroat monster, you know? And so yeah, Rupert's like bullying him on the phone and yelling at him to like get it done. He tells him to like injure Jamie. Yeah. And that's when he pushes him because he's like, take him out. Like, I don't even know, like all I can think of is freaking the karate kid and like mm-hmm. Cobra Kai. Like, like also like, the show like, Cobra Kai is another exception. Uh, Me but... too. I'm obsessed with Cobra Kai, <laughs> and I'm just waiting on the final season. Still, I love it. So Cobra Kai is so good. It's so good. Also, watch the Karate Kid. They were the ones. If you haven't seen them, yes, it will help Cobra Kai make more sense to you. Um, <laughs> but yes, so he's all like swipe the lane, you know. And luckily, and thank God, because this is where I know that this guy is not a total trash bag. Is he was like, I'm not know. going to do that, Rupert. Yeah. Like, not for this game. Not for any game. I'm not yeah. gonna do that. And then Rupert pushes him down, mm-hmm. and everyone is like, <gasps> like clutching their pearls, very shocked. And even Ted is like, "What the fuck?" You know. Mm-hmm. And Nate is like, scared, uh, like normal Nate behavior. He's gonna retreat his little turtle shell, yeah. you know. And he's like, "Oh, my friend Rupert. Oh no!" Like not really, but that's what he would have been. <laughs> they weren't like. friends at this point. <laughs> no, not not at this point. But this is like him, like three episodes ago. You know, who's been like, not my friend Rupert pushing someone. Yeah. He bought me a car. He loves me. Yeah, that if that wasn't the moment that he realized he made the right decision getting out, because that would have been real harder yeah. fall for him to get pushed down. But it's like that's the thing with that one guy, like, you know, definitely a little bit of a trash bag, but to have the guts to stand stand up to him because one, like, never okay to enter another yeah, team. Never, never. Never. But also, like, this was a team you used to coach. You used yeah. to coach these guys. So they think yeah. at another level of betrayal. Yeah. Even if you weren't close with them, even if they're brats or whatever, whatever your feelings were, to like intentionally enter someone that you personally knew even more so, like, ooh, yeah. Ooh, that's a big fucking ass. Like, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's in, in no. So, and then this is like the fall of Rupert Mannion. It's everyone. It's, it's this huge game. It's televised. The stands are full. He very obviously assaults the coach. Mm-hmm. And then everyone is like, holy shit. And then he has to walk out and they boo him and he start got kicked calling out, him. right? Yeah. Like, didn't they, they like forced him to leave? They forced him to leave. And as he's leaving, he's being booed. And then they start calling him Wanker, mm-hmm. which is just like what they want. You saw his tall Ted. Yeah. So it's like the perfect circle back of like them all just being like, get the fuck out, Rupert. And then he, like, with his trench coat, yeah. he walks <laughs> such out. Such a villain. Like, such a villain. <laughs> sneaks off into the night, like a little creepy snake. And even Ted, and like the most Ted move, looks at the other guy and like it's like gives him a look that's like you okay, and then he's like I'm fine, like the not bad. Doesn't he tell him yeah. to put his balls back in his? Uh, uh, Raph does. The Raph tells him to put his balls away. They're blurring it on the screen. Mike <laughs> <laughs> was always like your balls are with you. Remember, like he would like hear me like put his legs up on the desk and oh. just flashy like nasty. <laughs> no one can see anyone's balls. No one wants to see those wrinkly old things. Stop being wrinkly. Tell me I'm wrong. 
Dolls are weird. They were Okay, so Nestle Dolls, that man's balls that we luckily never see is the audience. This is HBO, they would be in our face. Oh, yeah, they would. Yeah. It would be called Balls in Your Face by HBO. <laughs> Wouldn't be called Ted Lasso. So, anyway, the fall of Rupert Mayne was like very yes. satisfying. But even before that, like, luckily the episode before with like uh, Edwin Pacheco, uh, or Pacheco, yeah. who's played once again by the amazing Sam Richardson. Yeah. I love him. He's great. Watch the Detroiters. Watch everything he's in. He's just amazing. Watch the show on also on Apple, the After Party, which hopefully hopefully season two comes out soon because about Apple, you want me to keep the subscription? So we just saw the preview for that today, and we had never heard of it before. And we're like, there's a second season of this thing we've never heard of. Or coming. Yeah, Yeah. it's so fun. It looks really good. It's very good. Started tonight. I yeah. might. Uh, yeah, Tiffany Haddish is in it. Like, yeah, we saw like a bunch of people we like. Yeah, it's great. I yeah. what's his last name? Isn't it? Like, <laughs> this is amazing. Cast. I'm sorry, I don't remember your last name, but it's amazing it's cast. Amazing. It's fantastic. Um, yeah. the whole cast is perfect. So pretty much. Oh, it has Dave Franco in Double it. Yep. <laughs> um. Okay. So anyway, so and season two is like a new kind of thing, but um. But they're Tiffany Hash and Sam Richardson are both in it, so which is good because I was like, I'm gonna need that to happen. So <laughs> enjoy the after party, it's on Apple. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's gonna be the reason I keep this Apple subscription right now because Yay. I'm trying to find other shows on there that I like. It's hard. I need to watch Ghosted still with I Tier it. Seven it was fun. and Anna Diarmas. I saw it, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah, it looks fun. My- Breaking? But. No, no. It looks like a rom com. You expect it yeah. to be. Uh, I tried to convince my husband to watch it with me, and we watched the trailer, and he was like, "I'll watch this for you if this is what you want to watch." And I was like, like, "He was like, Ashley, this is not an action movie. This is a rom com." <laughs> and I was like, "I do like this find who loved me better, yeah. but it's different. yeah. Uh, there is action in it, but if Charlie doesn't want to watch it, then you would just have a good time on your own watching. Yeah." I know, yeah. but which I might do. But it was still, like, there was enough action. I think it was still. Honestly, but I get it. Yeah, Spy Love Me I think is. Is that the one I mean? The funny one with Mila Kunis. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, it's so good. Anyway, sorry. We keep getting on campus. Oh, <laughs> season two, Wednesday, July 2nd of the after party. Nice. So, all right. Yeah. All right. That's next month. That's next month, Apple. I won't cancel you yet. Um. So, Yay, Ted Lasso. Let's talk about what are our predictions for the show in for it? Because it's not been officially canceled. It's not been officially, and by canceled, it's not canceled. It's going to be canceled. They've just ended. Yeah, it's not been officially ended. Um, I've seen actors from the show recently, like as of two days ago, say like, we don't know what's going to happen still. Like, we are waiting. What do we want? What do we want, guys? Well, one, just to say, you made a comment, which is true, though. Rebecca's saying that, like, not that I, don't, I wonder, don't want you to go back home, I don't want you to come back. I want you to come back. I don't think, though, that Ted's character is going to come back full time. I think that part I has either. ended. I think it would be, I like the idea of it being, like, um, Keely and Rebecca, like, them trying to start up a loose mm-hmm. team and, like, hear me out, like, especially in the first season, 
the girl that Ted used to always like kick the ball around in the mornings when I left her and yeah. at night. Like I would love it because I don't know how old she was, but I kind of got the age that she was like in high school or kind mm-hmm. of finishing up. Like, what if she was starting on the team, like to be a professional footballer? Why not? <laughs> I mean, maybe they all get out in high school. Why not? Like, if she was already playing, I don't know. But either way, like that would be a good character to go back. That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like it would pull in like the merging. Uh, she seemed like she had some skills and she was cute but yeah i think it'd be really fun if they tried to start that um but who would be the coach you know like finding a ideally a coach a female coach would be preferred oh yeah for sure you know i mean i would watch if they made another show that was just afc richmond and it was basically just ted lasso but with ted at home yeah um i would watch the shit out of it still like absolutely i love ted lasso the character I love Jason Sudeikis, the man. man. I don't know him, but as much as I know about we him, love I love the him. idea. Um, <laughs> seems great. Yeah. Um, it was a perfect arc, probably, for his character on the show. If he were to ever come back, I could see like us. Like, what if we see him at home? Like, what if we cut between yeah. the the time differences and all that between the UK and America? Yeah. And we see Ted at home. We finally see is he with Michelle? We see what's he up to how is he spending his days how is he living without beard by his side like <laughs> oh my god yeah you know and we see him i would imagine start to miss mm-hmm. oh my god that was a epiphany yeah. we next. see him like start to miss richmond and we see him miss everyone and what does that mean okay what did you mean so so if everything that happened while ted was on the plane was him just thinking mm-hmm. Beard's wedding hasn't happened yet. Maybe we get a mini season, like six episodes of the adventure of Beard's wedding. And like, they're in Stonehenge, but like crazy shit is going to happen for Beard's wedding. I'd be done for that. We could just watch just Beard's wedding. Just Beard's wedding. He's so fucking weird and amazing. Perfect in every way. That would be amazing. We need more coming back and everybody just. Yeah. Time of their life getting ready for flooding and then yeah. yeah. Like someone gets lost on the way there. So they all have to find each other and there's adventures and they never meant to get married at Stonehenge, but somehow they ended up getting married at I don't know. Yeah. It could be yeah. very fun. I think there's just like so many possibilities yeah. that you're right. Ted isn't needed. We love Ted. But see, this is what made me think it really was over. Sudeikis told Dateline in March that the third season marked the end of the story that we wanted to tell, that we were hoping to tell, and that we loved telling. And there were so many farewell posts from the cast during that last episode that suggested this is the end. So, and then everything else that we've seen, I, I really do think, I like, I don't even know, like maybe, will it still be called Ted Lasso? I don't, I don't kind of right. hope not. Right. I hope where whatever direction they go, the name will give it its direction and then Ted will be there. You know, he'll always be, um, he'll always be like the backbone. Like maybe he calls in on video calls or something, you know, but yeah, or like he really does like the biscuits or, yeah. you know, but I don't know. I, I hope that they find, I don't know. I just hope they find some fun stuff. Um, I would love if, it was just like you said with the team because we didn't get enough stories of the team. Like yeah. we got more of Colin's story because that was an important story. Yeah. Um, 
and we got a lot of Sam this season, which I loved, except it was all kind of heartbreaking <laughs> with his restaurant and the. But uh, we got to see his dad, and I love that. That was too. so sweet. I oh, love that. I love and I love the actor that plays his dad. Yeah, he's doing a lot of great stuff. So I would definitely be down for a, a, a show that's more focused on their stories because we mentioned this several times. Danny Rojas is everything to me. Yes. I know nothing about him except he had like two hot chicks with him at Beard's Wedding. I think. <laughs> and he had two hot chicks with him in so, season two when he had a nightmare yeah. after he killed the dog and woke right. up screaming. Poor dog. Yeah. And I don't know if it's the same two chicks, but I don't remember. Been, I don't know. But you so know, he's in a lifelong scrapbook. Maybe. That's fine. Maybe he's not Give us that story. I mean, <laughs> if he's not managed to have a dribble, man, he is just pulling every yes. damn time. Good for him. Because who would have? Uh, why would? Look yeah. at his dimples. I know. His smile. He's so cute. I love everything. Um, I follow the actor on Instagram, which I, I highly know. recommend. Of course, I do too. He's my son. He's yeah, he's basically <laughs> besties. I'm in love with him a little bit. Yeah. I really love that he actually was a footballer. Before, yes, yeah. yeah. I mean, weren't a lot of them. I feel I like know. a lot of them were. I could have made that up in my brain. In my brain, they are all. They're all <laughs> yeah. I know Jamie was not doing like a single shit for his like kicks. Are like, how was that? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, yeah. I'm, not a <laughs> I'm sure they all played it like in school, like we did for fun, but yeah, some probably like how we play kickball in our gym, they play soccer. Some are obviously better than others at it. Oh, I like that in uh, the, the thought, at least on the weekend, they're like, yeah, you guys, let's play football, and that's what we're going to do, and it's like a big thing, and here in America, we're like, throw it directly at their face, it's called dodgeball, <laughs> if you don't dodge, it's out, and you get with that big red ball, and it makes the <laughs> sound that you will never forget, and everyone laughs at you, that's a part of the game, <laughs> everyone laughing at you because you're going to hit the face, it's definitely a part of the game, it's, it's not even it's punch throw, it's like, very kick for it. Very successful game. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed playing. Anyway, I think, yeah, there's just so much you could do. There's so much that we could do if we were in charge, but we can't. Yep. So we need the people that are in charge to listen to the podcast. Come up like with a good idea. Us. Yeah. Well, they already have. They've already pitched their own ideas to us, like the female mm-hmm. AFC Richmond team. The yeah. continuation of the coaching of our Richmond team. Mm-hmm. I want to see is Nate Nate the like, assistant to the kit man right now, which I yes. love that distinction. Yes. Let's right. make him work for it, guys. Yep. Like I, I saw like one article was like he's just not reinstated as a coach, and I was like, fuck no, he's no, not. No, he has to work why? for it. Why yeah. would he just get? I don't rewarded? think he would want that. Right. No. He feel. I feel like he needs penance. He, he, he wants it. He needs penance. Like. Yeah. He needs to like give back because oh, no, um, I just no. found a picture of Danny Rojas. Well, no, sorry, Cristo Fernandez. Cristo Fernandez. I shouldn't call him by it. Okay. Cristo Fernandez, we love you, and we call you Danny Rojas sometimes. Yeah. Well, Cristo Danny is fine. Yeah. Cristo Danny. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you know it's where was I saying before? Oh, sorry. Nate okay. and Kitman. The Kitman, yes. Yeah. I want to see that journey because I saw another article that they were just like, oh, you know, why wasn't he? He's brilliant. I don't care if you're brilliant. The way he treated Will, the way he treated Will was unforgivable. It was so horrible. And I loved, like, that he first made good with Will. Yeah. Because it was really painful for me to watch him bully Will in season two. Yeah. And then the idea that just because he's good at something, he would just get rewarded. No. Jamie is like a foot, what did Roy called it, blessed by God or something. Mm-hmm. He had to do penance to get back on the team after mm-hmm. being an ass. Mm-hmm. And 
and if anything, he was like he finally started to do the work, and then he got traded. You know yep. what I mean? Like, exactly. um. So yeah, it's just yeah. So I would like to see that journey. I would like to see Beard and Roy coaching together. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So like, especially, but yeah, let's bring in new coaches. Let's bring in a female coach. Let's like, let's do that dance. Like, is she American? Probably not, but maybe. Like, <laughs> let's get someone. Let's get someone there. You know. Yeah. I feel like they have a pot of gold. You yeah. know what I mean? There's so much. And there's they can do whatever they want. With I mean, I would even be okay with a show following Trent Cram. I don't know yeah. what that would be. Oh, Trent Cram investigates Ashley Watson. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe he like travels and finds you know like heartwarming stories yes like i don't even care i don't care you know do more than one you don't have to just do one especially if you do the trent crim one and no one else is in it except for like calling him or whatever or you can also do the richmond one and just have him crossover exactly exactly we would watch multiple shows there's no limit i also feel like the start of a female team like Getting that started in its own process. There's going to be mistakes made, like stumbling for a block. Yeah. So it's like, I feel like they could they have what they could do with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uncharted territory for them. Yeah. I'm excited to see if there's more to come. I hope so. We hope so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if it ends the way it ended, it ended pretty perfect. I'm yeah. happy with it. Um, but if it continues, we'll be thrilled. And if you want to split it into three shows, we're thrilled, please. Anything so. you give us, we'll be happy. <laughs> we, need <laughs> big we need everything. We need everything. So this uh, A-Club show, I always said, like, it's one of my favorite shows, and mm-hmm. it still is. And, it like, now that it may potentially have ended, it definitely is cemented in, like, my all-time shows. So Agreed. I don't always love watching sitcoms anymore. I don't know what it is, like. Anytime we sit down, I have this pit of, I don't really want to. Like, it's almost dread. Like, I I don't want to. I want fantasy. I want romance. I don't want to watch this. So I I would still get that with Ted Lasso until 30 seconds in. And then I'm like, let's watch it all. All of it now. And I mean, it wasn't this year. Like, this year, it was like I was in. But even, like, in the beginning... I had to get into it, but it literally took me 10 seconds before I was like, I'm not. It's yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah. It's such a comforting show. It is. And like this season was just more, I felt dread, like before the last episode. And then we couldn't watch the last episode. Like, what happened? Oh, because they just, oh, let's talk about it. And maybe I'm going to learn about it. So, okay. So, in America, if you go on Apple, it says release Wednesday. But for all of season three, they released that episode at 9 p.m. on Tuesday, mm-hmm. the day before. Yep. So when it came up to the finale, we were all counting down, right? Yep. 9 p.m. Tuesday, let's go. Like, we're ready. And my husband and I were the only people uh, watching the show. And it really worked better for me that it was on Wednesday anyway. But they basically, Apple, last minute, day of, decided to release the final episode, So Long Farewell, at... 9 p.m. Pacific time. Who is that for? (laughs) Who is that for? Who is that for? I'm sorry, West Coast. I don't care. Who is that for? That's far too late for everyone else. I can't start to lasso at freaking midnight, basically. I can't do it, you guys. Like, (laughs) I have to work. It's Tuesday night. It's Wednesday morning. Like, so basically, people have planned to lasso parties. 
than the rest of the country. All right. They planned to have lasso parties. They gathered. They bought food. They had people at their house. Yeah. And they logged into fucking Apple TV. And then it was like 9 p.m. Pacific. And everyone was like, are you freaking kidding? So everyone kind of freaked out the day of the finale because we'd all built up to it. And some people more social than I had made plans about it because it's such a big deal that this might be the last episode ever of Ted Lasso. How is it going to end? And the one before ended on such an insane cliffhanger, you know, people would really like put time and money into watching the finale with the finale party. Yeah. And then suddenly Apple was like, we're going to release it at 9 p.m. Pacific time for no reason. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. It was horrible. It was horrible. Is it as bad as The Love is Blind? No, it was not as bad <laughs> as The Love is Blind live finale. I'm so glad we didn't have, I mean, our viewing party was my husband, me, and you. Yes. But we did it for the last episode, not the. Exactly. We did it because we thought about doing that. We were like, should we do it for the live reunion? So glad we did it. And we did not. Yeah. Um, because if you don't know about it that drama, it, basically, it's it terrible. Yes, they decided <laughs> to do a live reunion show and they built it up so much. No one asked for this. No one wanted it. No yeah. one asked for this. <laughs> and so, but Netflix was like, we're doing a live reunion event. It's going to be amazing. First ever. First ever. It's going to be so good. And then could not pull it off. And we all sat at home and it just was spinning and it would say like 24% and then it wouldn't go forward from there. And I was just texting Susie and her husband like the whole, like for like two hours until we gave up. And I remember I finally went upstairs and my husband was like, how was it? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. And then it was lackluster because you should never do a live reunion because they only had an hour and they usually do it in four hours and like pull out the best bits. Yeah. Don't do a live reunion. Sorry, had nothing to do with this. It was uh, so no. For the timing, but it wasn't. It wasn't as bad because at least it was planned. But it was just stupid planning on Apple's part. Because why? Why change the the time, the day of of the finale? It doesn't make any sense. Anyway, it made a bunch of people mad. But me, I was just like okay like i just kept checking back like i would watch the show and then i would go look at it and it's still saying 9 p.m pacific and i would be like oh no yeah. <laughs> i mean it's clear on it's like we did the game of thrones finale over to Stephen abby's house you know mm-hmm. what i mean but we knew this was the time and it, and yeah. it started up and we went for it but like i can say we like Susie and everything no i mean no. Stephen abby <laughs> and some neighbors and i don't <laughs> but I, I scream and I scream. it was great <laughs> and we watched the whole thing and there was no glitches or anything it and was... then you yelled at the TV but if, absolutely. <laughs> if, you, if you planned this and gone over to Stephen Abbey's house and the neighbors so came over and then HBO was like we know it's Sunday night yeah. but we're going to release this at midnight your time and mm-hmm. also it's two hours for some fucking reason and mm-hmm. you can basically call to work tomorrow or watch the finale right now <laughs> Yeah, I, I actually intentionally didn't watch it because I was like, I think I had worked that day or something or worked the next day and I was like, I figured you guys might be watching it and I was like, I'll just watch it after like this day because then I'm like, not tired like really just like enjoy it and have to worry about it and then I that's <laughs> <Yep. rough. laughs> So, oh, all in all, even with that glitch from Apple at the end, <laughs> it was a good run. It was yes. good. It was good. And we look forward to new for the future and fingers crossed that there's more of these characters that we love because the show is so good and so well built out that it wasn't just about Ted Lasso mm-hmm. although I love him and we'll miss him if he doesn't you know he was the heart of the show but the show yeah. we more hearts I guess. <laughs> it did 
warm the hearts of everyone. It did. Well, thank you guys for joining us during this very special episode of the Whoever Dudes podcast where we just gush about a TV show that we love. I don't know if we'll do this again, but I hope so. With other shows, I mean, you should have a love of fine reunion. You can get all the, the tea. We could have just read tweets that we sent to each other throughout the night. Yeah, it was fun. It was funny. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us, and we will be back soon with more episodes. I still have Delilah Green Doesn't Care that I need to publish, and we are working on the Mist of Avalon, I promise. And then I think we're going to do Ready Player One after that, right? Sure. All right. I was going to change my pick, but I think we need a, a light, fun-hearted we thing. Need light. Yeah. Light fun. Yeah. Sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.